Meanwhile in the pod cave. Welcome back to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. I'm Podman Ron. And I'm back. I'm Alex. Alex is back. Uh, you know, in in the green room, Alex, you said that uh, the main reason you're back is because you listened to the last episode and it sucked. I think you're really back because you missed us. It, no, it was just a stinker. Y'all, y'all severely uh, just need my help here. You're lacking. So I'm, I'm here to boost the, the energy. On today's episode. All right. Well, as, as we were... we do one good one good out of every three. Yeah. Is that <laughs> what? One, one on week and then two off. Well, then, I, and I'm usually only here for one out of three. So that's I, about I right. These, these boxes moving are very disturbing. Uh, yeah, for, for those of you uh, listening, uh, to let you know that, uh, and maybe there's a way, is there a way, Alex, you, you young kids know this, how can we record the, the FaceTime video? That's what we need to figure out next, right? I have no idea. I mean, we can do it. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. No, Zoom recording no. is easy. We can do it. No. Zoom we, FaceTime, I don't know. No, well, okay, well, uh, Podman Ron uh, says, no, no we no. need our anonymity. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. All right. That's probably actually a, a really good idea. But uh, regardless, Alex, we're good. To ha- we're glad to have no. you back. Uh, the moving boxes that PMR mentioned, uh, we're, we are trying FaceTime so we can actually see each other. And Podman Ron uh, will be able to see you if you try to sneak off and go to Starbucks for coffee. That's the main reason we're doing FaceTime. Yeah. Or if Alex takes his shit. It's, oh God! Yeah, yeah well, because as we all know, Brian does all of his business right before the, you know. You can't call. I, t- I handle business. Yeah. Before my business, I just That's have right. a, I just have a small bladder, so you know sometimes I gotta go and relieve myself in the middle. I'm bringing my bang energy right now. Hashtag sponsor. Uh, <laughs> Podman Ron wants nothing to do with it. Well, we we do have a full episode, I think, tonight. So let's go ahead and hit off the news. And in the news, we've got uh, we've got some uh, new trailers that are exciting. Uh, But before we get to that, let's talk a little bit about. uh, some <laughs> the rebirth yet again of uh, everybody's favorite Hasbro property, the Transformers. Autobots, roll out! Oh, oh yeah! You got the touch. You Stan got Bush. The there you go, Stan Bush. Uh, I'm not really sure if Stan Bush's uh, "You Got the Touch" is going to make it into it, but Brian, tell us about the. As much detail as we know about this new Transformers movie. Yeah, so this will be set in the <laughs> 90s, so it's almost like they're doing the Matthew Vaughn X-Men thing where Bumblebee was set in the 80s. Now they're going to do this next movie set in the 90s, and it's, uh, oh, man, what's the new title? Oh, man. Rise, Rise of, the of the Beast. Rise of the Beast. <laughs> and so in the 90s, the, pri- the franchise and, and – and, there's a lot of people that look fondly on on uh, uh, Beast Wars. I am not one of them. I liked Beast Wars. Beast Wars is actually on Tubi, uh, along with Generation One, I think. 
I can't get over the CGI. Um, and, and maybe it's because I came to it late. But, uh, but yeah, Beast Wars. Now, Beast Wars had a long uh, um, uh, time, uh, like, on television because it, it evolved, like, three different times. It was, like, Beast Wars, then Beast Machines, and then it was, like, uh, they were back on Cybertron. Right. They ended up back on Cybertron. But they loved their, their beastly figures they, yeah. for some reason. They loved their, their animal figures, yeah. so they kept them. Uh, so, but, it was, it, but they lost the fur. Like, so like, it was like they were, uh, Optimus was still an ape, but he wasn't furry anymore. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, so this is set in the 90s. They're really, Hasbro is really wanting to knock the dust off the Beast Wars characters. <laughs> Right, because there's only so many times you can put out Optimus Prime. So I guess their thought is if we can, this is a natural like progression. But uh, Beast Wars was set at like way in the distant future after like a, an apocalypse or something, an apocalypse level event. Uh, the hope is they've said Optimus will be in this, so the hope Gotta is be. we'll get a, a refresh of the Dinobots. I mean that's that's what everybody. That's where we really screwed up um, in the fourth movie, right? Was they screwed up the Dinobots? Is that the only? Up. Is that the only way they screwed yeah. up? The no, <laughs> yeah, but that yeah. was not the tipping point, Grimlock. That was wasn't it? the tipping point. I mean, Mark that Wahlberg's the, like chugging a Bud Light in like the middle of an action sequence in that film. Let's yeah. let's just remember. I more think fond he did memories. that because he was in that movie. I think or he was, it was just, just like trying to forget. He had to drink to. He tried to drink to forget. Yeah. Oh God. But yeah, that was the whole reason they got the fourth movie, right? That was how they got it greenlit, or how they got fans to buy in because they promised the uh, the Dinobots, and they were only in it for like ten minutes, and they completely screwed up the characters altogether. So the the hope is, I think uh, people would be more excited, at least me, more excited for another chance to do the Dinobots as opposed to uh, Cheetor and uh, Rhinox and all that. So well, let's let's hope the. Uh the Rise of the Beast, uh, probably coming out in a couple of years or so. So we'll, we'll forget about it. We'll forget about it. And, yeah, uh, we'll forget. Yeah, 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 it doesn't matter. We're also <laughs> supposed to be getting an animated, another uh, CGI animated Transformers film set on Why Cybertron. Not? Why not? That's also supposed to be happening. I feel like there's been so. 30 of those, and they all just run together. Yeah, right. exactly. No one knows. No one cares. <laughs> just, just a way to sell some toys, right? Yeah, it's true. Uh, well, speaking of selling and buying toys uh, in real life, Jeff Bezos of uh, of Amazon fame is uh, going into space, and people are actually saying we don't want to let him back down. What, <laughs> Alex? Have you heard about this? What is what is I, I, this about? I've heard it, and I've I've signed the the, the petition. Yeah, the petition to keep him up there. It would probably just be better. <laughs> For, Why does everybody like, hate on Jeff Bezos? He's like the modern day Lex Luthor. I mean, look at the guy. He's pretty, pretty scary as an individual, but you know. Well, I mean, I know. you know, without know Jeff, why. without him, we wouldn't be getting uh, next day delivery on your, of your our stuff. Optimus Prime toys. Yeah, it's I mean, fantastic. I'm sure we would eventually have gotten next day delivery from somebody else. I don't, but, know. I don't know. I mean, his online, from an online bookstore to going to space, I mean... I'm all for it. Let him, him go. Him and Elon, man. Him and Elon are really, really trying to privatize space over here, but some, somebody's got to do it. Way I somebody's got to do it. So Might let the well, it ain't, go up there most try. likely it's not going to be me. So my... God bless. I'm going to sign the petition to let him back into the or, uh, into the Earth's atmosphere. 
Let him back. Let, Let him, him back. come back down. Let him come back. That down. is pretty hilarious, though, that somebody thought that petition up. And then, how would it be enforced? Yeah, <laughs> they just they just take the rocket once they land. They, like, they'll shoot them out of the sky. Uh, <laughs> speaking of out of the sky. Uh, Andy uh, Muschietti's Flash movie has dropped a couple of images, including uh, a Supergirl slash Superwoman uh, flying around in the sky. And God damn it, it looks good. It looks good. Uh, again, these are pre-pride images. They're just, you know, spy hey, images looks- type stuff. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the first to say, I think it looks good. Michael Keaton on set. As we, Bruce Wayne, we get car, we get Michael him. Keaton standing there. Yeah, Dude, he looks great. He, I mean, he, he does look like a continuation from 1989 Bruce Wayne. I mean, he looks he looks great, and and the car, the Mercedes that he's driving. I mean, that is a Bruce Wayne car if All you've right. ever seen one. Uh, it's a sexy car, and then Supergirl, Supergirl. Which, if I had to imagine, I'm taking a bet right now. I think instead of it being Car Zor-El, right? I think it's going to be. Uh, Laura Lane uh, Kent, who uh, as well. in, in, in the Injustice comics uh, was Clark's imagined daughter uh, when in this like dream sequence he has. Because she has pretty much the same suit and she has the same haircut and right. all that. So if I have to imagine on the Flash and time and the multiverse, that's kind of where I think this is going. And she's got the same symbol. So it could be the same Supergirl that was rumored to come out of the pod in Man of Steel that we know is open. Right. Um, but I'm thinking, I'm thinking, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Laura Lane Zora. I mean Kent, whatever. I'll take that a step further, Alex, because I was thinking this is my thought on it: is if it's set, if it's uh, he's going to an alternate universe, and that's where Bruce has been Batman from since 1989. You know, and he's all white-headed now. Uh, if you've established Supergirl as Superman's daughter, and then you establish Terry McGinnis as Batman Beyond, you're a third of the way to having a new Justice League. Nice. This is true. The the future um, Justice League? I did hear, because I do, I do my scooping, I'm going to do my research. Um, it looks like what was rumored at a time was that WB was instead of planning doing Terry McGinnis, um, Batman Beyond, they were going to do Barbara Gordon, Batgirl Beyond. Uh, that was the rumor that Bruce Wayne was going to turn a, a Barbara Gordon and then do a, th- a woman trinity, all three, the members of the trinity being all three women. Huh. And they got a lot of backlash. So I th- hopefully we're getting Terry McGinnis. I don't want to see Barbara girl- Gordon as yeah. Batgirl because I think – the animated show does it really well having her just be a member of the GCPD. I think she's commissioner, right? And the Batman Beyond anime. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a better route, but hopefully WB listens. I don't know, but well, yeah, this is, this would be a scenario where Warner brothers could actually get one over on, on Marvel. Mm-hmm. Cause Marvel's not been able to get their legacy stuff out the, out the door. Right. So if you had, uh, you, then you establish uh, Jackson Pierce as uh, not Jackson Pierce, um, Aqualad. What's uh, his name? Oh, um, Which one? The the, uh, the one that's uh, Black Manta's son. Yeah, no, um, I don't I know that one. Remember. Uh, frick. But we've established Black Manta, right? Yeah. We was that that. But if if Bruce is that old, I mean. Why, why do it if you're not going to bring in Terry, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least hint at Terry. 
And then if you got Supergirl, you know, who else would they potentially add? I mean, you could do Kyle Rayner, which would be badass for a Green Lantern. Throw in yeah. a Green Lantern. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, someone in the WB family could play a good Batman Beyond, and that would be uh, Anthony Ramos from In the Heights. You could, you could potentially. He's still young. Hold on, we'll get to In the Heights, hey, Alex. I know I'm you're, just, you're I'm very just, anxious I'm to get my there. Tease for my In the Heights. There you go. All right. Yeah, he's, oh, and I got it. He's, got he's it. going to be in the uh, Beast Wars Transformers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. Well, you I, go. I got your, I've got your finished out uh, Justice League. So hey. you could do Aqualad. Batman Beyond, Supergirl, uh, Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, and Miss Martian. That'd be pretty cool. Sure. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not? WB's got nothing else going. No, but uh, I tell you what they do got going on. They got some new Shazam costumes, and they're flaunting those uh, as well. That this everybody's got new costumes. You get a new costume. You get a new costume. Uh, yeah, they look great. and uh, Way better than the we'll first. We'll see. And I like the first costumes, but I think yep. he's like way better. He doesn't look like it, it doesn't look like all padded muscles this time. No, <laughs> right. no, exactly. Levi so. looks like he's shredded. Like he looks really. It looks like a cool suit. And I think. And then then for Mary Marvel, uh, they like fired the actress who originally played her in the first Shazam movie, and they just kept uh, the one the girl who played the, the younger version, yeah. and she's going to play yeah. the same characters now, which is great. They should have. They, yeah, that, I always thought that was so weird in the first movie that they had yeah. her Shazam up because she was like 19. And she right, she was the older one, yeah. There's yeah. only five years difference, but they made like a like, totally different actress. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, so I think I think that's pretty cool. that Because that's how it pretty much is in the books, too. I don't think she ever really ages up mm-hmm. when she transforms. So that's that's really cool. Um, that movie looks great. I, I really like the first Shazam movie. Um, I think it's just a little fun coming-of-age superhero movie. A new genre for the superhero movie. A new genre. A coming-of-age. A hero with a heart of gold. Uh, and also, uh, someone put in the rundown, WandaVision. A new edit of WandaVision. Are we... I, I, what? In the final episode, for some reason or another, for the post credit scene, the final one in the cabin, yeah. they, Disney has re-edited the scene into where, in the background... Of when they're zooming in, they're zooming in to like this to the house, the cabin in the middle of the woods. You can see this like weird floaty silhouette like come down behind the house, and it's like an invisible silhouette, but it, you can clearly just see it all the way. And it goes behind the house. There's like continuity to it and everything. It changes like size, huh. and so everyone's like, "Doctor Strange? Like, are they hinting that they're teasing?" Well, would that? would I, it I, just be Vision? It could be Vision. I, everyone online's like, what is this? It's a really weird edit. I mean, they changed the shot angle and everything. Oh, really? I mean, it's completely different. Could be Mephisto? Are, could be. Some, <laughs> might as well be. But some people are saying maybe it's just the camera that they were trying to edit out, but it's so clearly just not the same. Like, it's weirdly different than the rest of the shot. So it's this really weird thing, and it doesn't make sense why Disney would ever do it. But, yeah, that's a... Uh, that's uh that's something that's something weird that I, I just thought that uh, all right well hey good oh. good to point it out I'm glad uh, we'll have to rewatch the whole series and uh, the whole series have yeah. to rewatch the whole series as we put uh, Loki on hold but we'll we'll get to Loki as well we got a lot of trailers to talk about I here I feel like PMR is trying to high five us I think Why he is you yes putting your hand over the camera <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Play with the computer a little bit. <laughs> as long as you're only playing with the computer and nothing else. Where'd Alex go? 
I do have one little tidbit, Brad, that I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, did you see the trailer for Jellystone coming to HBO I, Max? I have not yet. You should check it out. But basically what they've done is they've completely reimagined all the characters. So Yogi Bear looks nothing like Yogi Bear. However, it's a they've created their own Hanna-Barbera universe inside Jellystone. So you've got okay. everyone. You've got Top Cat. You've got Yogi Bear, Boo Boo. You've got uh, Jabber Jaws. Even Johnny Quest and Haji oh, live wow. in Jellystone. What? So it's going to be a a, a, a uh, Hanna-Barbera universe television show where everybody's in it. Huckleberry Hound, Snagglepuss. I can go on for days. Isn't Snagglepuss gay now? Am I wrong? Yes. I think he always was, though. Let's be fair. I think, yeah. I mean, he always he was always up on the stage. <laughs> Actually, stage right, right? I mean, that was Snagglepuss, yeah. right? All right. Was, well, yeah. yeah. Big into theater, that Snagglepuss, and uh, uh, God, we love him. All right. Speaking of theatrical stuff, movies, let's take a listen to Snake Eyes. If you survive, you will gain access to our knowledge and our power. Cobra is coming. What's Cobra? A shadow organization devoted to global revolution. I've been following you for some time. Do I know you? I know you, Snake Eyes. Oh, Snake Eyes. And here comes the, there goes the, the rap music after that. Brian, you're the G.I. Joe aficionado. Uh, what did you think of the second, uh, second right, Snake Eyes trailer? Yeah, second Snake Eyes trailer. They keep trotting out Larry Hama. Like, every time they've put out a trailer, they've done, like, a little a little featurette with it, which they, like, underline and circle. And uh, Larry Hama blessed this. Larry Hama said ah. we could do it. Larry Hama's expanding the universe because it's totally different, right? I mean, the, the way Snake Eyes' origin is him, uh, Tommy, who is Storm Shadow, Stalker, uh, and a couple others were in a mission in, like, Vietnam. And uh, Tommy gets shot. Snake Eyes saves him. They get on the plane. They fly, or the helicopter, they fly out. Uh, the And in that, Snake Eyes gets injured saving Tommy. So that's how they become, like, blood brothers, or, like, uh, you know, brothers. But, and, uh, and Tommy is a part of the Arashikage clan, and so he brings Snake Eyes back to, like, convalesce. Snake Eyes starts training. Uh, Snake Eyes develops a relationship with Hard Master, or Blind Master, who we see in the trailer. And um, Tommy becomes jealous. Blind Master gets killed. And Tommy think, or Snake Eyes thinks Tommy did it. Tommy thinks uh, Snake Eyes did it. Storm Shadow thinks Snake Eyes did it. And that's where the rift comes. Uh, the other thing is, when Snake Eyes was coming home, the reason why he, like Tom, uh, Storm Shadow took him in is because when Snake Eyes was going home from the engagement, his uh, parents and sister were killed in a car wreck going to pick him up at the airport, right? That's right. So I do remember that. That's the stuff that's there that they've completely, like, ignored and changed. So it's there's nothing about Vietnam. There's no military engagement. There's, from what I can tell, there's no stalker. It's all Snake Eyes... Uh, gets involved with the Yakuza, with Storm Shadow. They want Storm Shadow dead. Snake Eyes saves him. They Then they go to the Rashikage, um, you know, temple and, and start training and everything. So 
they've got they've completely eliminated the military component. It looks like altogether. Yeah, don't want to have uh, the military in here. And, and from, from what we get, we know Scarlet's in the film, and we know Baroness is in the film, and then obviously in this trailer they hit at Cobra. But uh, the question is, I mean, we've never known what Snake Eye's name was ever. So if he's talking, are they going to hold true to that, or are they actually going to give him a name? I mean, that's a big question, right? Because we've never known his name, uh, one. And then, two, uh, if you've eliminated the military from the story altogether, how do you bring it back in? You know, like, it, I don't know. Uh, I think it's terrible. I, I hope it's good. I, hope it's good. <laughs> I also think it's terrible. I, 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 Ouch. God, you know, they took everything that was cool about Snake Eyes and just ruined it. I mean, he don't talk. He wasn't supposed to, You know, I, I think just because just because a character can do kung fu and martial arts and has a sword doesn't automatically make them Japanese or Chinese. I, I like the origin that he was in a he was a soldier. And what what you described, I, it's more fitting that way. And I like Storm Shadow being who Storm Shadow was. They were, uh, you know, they had that bond between them, and it was broke. But you don't need well, it. You know, I hate that we've become a society of we've got to change everything for the sake of diversity. For all right, all right. I'm gonna wait. Are we talking about Shang Chi or no, wait? What are we talking about? No, no, no. I fell asleep. What happened? Oh, okay. no, I'm going just... to cut you off. Here's, here's how I'm going to look at it from this perspective. Uh, from, 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 I think me, me and Brad can, can put a little, little spice in there from my one month working at a studio. The change is probably a marketing perspective. Right now, there's a lot of division in the country. And the Vietnam War, first off, isn't really a glamorous war to be right. showcasing your heroes in. Yeah, uh, they'd be a little and, older anyway. Yeah, yeah to I do mean, something. It, but there's, but there's not even there's not even an, a modern war that people are like, oh, 100 percent backing. Like, yeah, go U.S. It's not like that. So it's like, let's take a step back from that. Yeah, First it, off, it doesn't even matter if it's like a, a Chinese, Japanese, American. That, that that doesn't matter. It's it's what's more bothering is that this is a character that could be really cool in like a John Wick style film and doing a really cool artsy thing and saying he can't speak for the entire thing, that's a boldsy move. But I don't really give a, a fuck what his ethnicity is. It doesn't matter to me. It, a more artsy move. I don't care if I see his face either. A more artsy move would just have been let's well, honor this character I, okay, in a really I agree, cool I, way. I, I agree it doesn't matter what that. he looks you're, like. You're, First I off, agree. he's fictional. Second off, who cares? <laughs> it's a dumb cool. decision anyway. <laughs> well, and to second that for Alex, if it's if he's going to get his face melted off at some point, so it's <laughs> not going to matter what his ethnicity is, because well. at some point he's... But one, but two, uh, to uh, contradict what Alex is saying, you could easily have said it was they were on some mission in South America. All right, you got that's a jungle, true. you got a helicopter, you're done. Like, that's all it had to be. It didn't have to be Vietnam. Uh, I am curious, and this could be a potential real deal breaker I think for a lot of people uh, in addition to all this is how do they wrap it up how do they wrap up who killed hard master 
Uh, not hard. I keep saying hard master. Blind master. Yeah, that's a totally um, different movie. Hard master. No, no, no. There, there's a hard master, a soft master, a blind master. <laughs> wow. All in this. Too. I don't think I want to see the soft master. That does not so, sound yeah, like yeah. a good movie at <laughs> all. Kinda, he's a little flaccid. Yeah. I, I, I do think I wanted to see the blind master. That would be interesting. <laughs> the blind master might be good. <laughs> blind masters killed uh, and assassinated by spoiler Zartan. You find out oh. Zartan's actually the one that killed Blind Master, but you don't find out in G.I. Joe for like 80 issues that it's, it was actually Zartan. But, I mean, Zartan is another huge character in the G.I. Joe mythos, right? So if if they don't introduce Zartan as the one that killed Blind Master, people are going to be disappointed there, too. Especially Actually, considering the, blind, the Zartan we got in the last G.I. Joe movies... Was just, it was just a what's-his-face from the mummy. I mean, he wasn't intimidating at all. So, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, let's go from one uh, uh, ma- uh, mask-wearing, non-talking uh, person from the uh, Vietnam to, to uh, Haddonfield, Illinois. My grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. You can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. That's right. Michael Myers is alive and back in Halloween Kills, the second, supposedly, of this new trilogy that picks up right where the previous Halloween movie uh, left off. Uh, PMR, do you care anything all about Halloween movies or slasher movies in general? Is that did that die off along with uh, yeah, Madonna that, and Cindy Lauper and Duran Duran? Yeah, I don't I don't care for any of that. The only thing I really like about that is the uh, nothing. Uh, the only <laughs> the only thing. the only slasher movie I like is Scream. That's the only one I'll watch. So. All right. And Thank you for your valuable input. <laughs> the only movie I want. And you know what? Scream, one. Scream uh, of course, notable for uh, Brian yell out, look, she's smuggling grapes. And the uh, the scene where, uh, uh, oh, shit. I, I remember that part of it. I can't even remember the actress's name. What's her name, Brian? Nev Campbell? No. Or, uh, Rose McGowan. Mo- Rose McGowan. Rose right Rose before McGowan, she gets yeah. killed in the garage door, Brian yells out in the movie theater, she's smuggling grapes. Because evidently it was cold outside. Uh, so, it was cold. And that's, uh, that, you know, there's your hard master right there. Uh, I I love the Halloween stuff. I love the Rob Zombie Halloween stuff, even though it was a you know I considered it a completely different universe. I love it. I love that this is a continuation, and the, supposedly the third one is supposed to happen right after this, so that all three of these movies happen within 24 hours. Uh, uh, Danny McBride is, uh, and I think Joe, not Jonah Hill. What's his uh, writing buddy? Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but. Uh, Danny McBride, who I think we all love, is attached to writing it or producing it, directing it, whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm all for it. I love it. Did they say? Did I read this that they uh, that uh, it's supposed to kind of tie in with how he escapes the mental institution and everything? I, I don't think so. I don't think they uh, really talk too much about that. It just seems like uh, he's. You know, he lives from the the fiery uh, furnace of the house being burned down, and then the town goes after him, and then he just murders everybody one by one in the whole town, pretty much, is what it looks like. All right. So, yeah, I'm all for it. But uh, 
And now the segue from Michael Myers killing everybody to people committing suicide. Your mission is to destroy every trace of something known only as Project Starfish. Any questions? Starfish? This is a slang term for a butthole. Think there's any connection? God. Uh No. No. All right. right. By by the sound of Podman Ron's groans there, I don't know if he's in for Suicide Squad and the the wacky uh, humor here. I think you're mistaken. No, that that was... That, that was, was me. Alex. Oh, oh, Alex, that was you. Your <laughs> groans of uh, disapproval. I, I have the same complaint I had with the first trailer. This movie doesn't seem funny at all. I feel like WB looked at James Gunn and said, do whatever you want. And James Gunn did whatever he wanted. And because WB just doesn't care anymore when it comes to DC property, said, okay, <laughs> that's like – it's kind of a piece of heart garbage and it's not funny at all, but we know people will go see it. And that's, that's honestly what this movie looks like to me. The jokes look lame. The costumes, half of them look terrible. Uh, like Javelin's costume and like arm fall off boys costume. I don't think they look good at all. But is that uh, part of, is that supposed to be part of yeah, the joke? It's part of it. Yeah. Oh, oh, and if it is, that's cool. But it's like, <laughs> for some reason, I, I don't, I don't jive. I don't this. like it. With this relaunch at all, it just does, like the, the anus joke makes me want to die inside. It's such a bad joke, and I, I just don't, I don't get it at all. I don't get the appeal. I don't like it. it it's you like shouldn't man. be buying it. You're not buying it, and you shouldn't be selling it. I don't think I'll even see it. I don't think I care enough. Wow, Brian, you love Guardians of the Galaxy, and you love the, you love Guardians. a good James Gunn movie. What's what's your take on this so far? Yeah, I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic. I think. Uh, I hate it when they give away the best jokes in the trailer. I mean, and I think that's what... I think I think the, according says, to Alex, these are not the best jokes, though. If that's the best joke. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Right. No, that's what I'm, I'm agreeing. I don't, I don't like that joke. I think they're trying to say, hey, this is the tone of film, but they're yeah. not putting their best stuff out in the trailer, right? Yeah. Just the fact that they're gonna they're fighting <laughs> Starro is so, like, batshit <laughs> crazy. Like, how can you not be on board for that? I, I'm I'm on board for that. I'll, I'll give him that. That's such a batshit crazy idea. I'm good, but it, at least give me one funny joke. There's not one, not one in the trailer. It's not funny. Now there is the controversy about the trailer, right? What's the controversy? Whoa, whoa. Is, it, is it Snake Eyes being played by an Asian guy? Oh no. God! <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, it's uh, because at the beginning uh, of the trailer... I just had to say it. Sorry. <laughs> at the beginning of the trailer, when uh, they say that Deadshot's the guy that shot Superman and put him in the ice... Bloodshot, Deadshot, whoever shot? Oh, did I say Deadshot? Bloodshot, sorry. Bloodshot's the one that shot Sorry-tay. him and put him in the ICU with a uh, a bullet. And everybody got all up in arms. They're like, that didn't happen. Are we going to see Superman in this movie? You better explain that. And it's like, James Gunn <laughs> has to come out and say... From a comic book, at, fools. It's from the comic. It's the, it's the Bloodshot's first appearance. Nerd. He shoots Superman with a kryptonite bullet. So, yeah, yeah, there was, there was that, that we're at this point now where everybody has to have an opinion, whether yeah. you understand the material or not, you have to voice your opinion. <laughs> Nerds are the yeah. quickest to jump all over up, up everybody's shit, right? I mean, honestly, we are right, uh, the worst. Right, PMR? <laughs> yes. Toxic. Yes. Toxic fandom. Toxic, Toxic fandom. fandom. Exactly. Can't enjoy anything. 
All so, right. Uh, Podman, Ron, do you have anything about the Suicide Squad? You, you, no, you're actually, I mean, I agree. There was nothing that just made me just laugh out loud, but I'm still putting my uh, faith in James Gunn. Uh, it, you know, I did have faith in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, it turned out to be one of my favorite movies, and I'm going to do the same thing here. I'm just going to put my faith in him, and uh, I thought, you know, the characters look pretty good. I, I like the weasel. The I, weasel I thought, part? I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. I, I, You know, I thought Peacemaker looks straight out of the comic book. I mean, you know. I, I, Does I, he I, act like that in the comic book? Because I never heard of Peacemaker. In oh, yeah, movie. yeah. He, he acts yeah, like peace that? Of, yeah, he says peace at any cost. No, but like the anus stuff. Like, is he, is he just oh, that no, kind of stupid? Yeah. Yeah, they're just. That's pure so, John Cena. He knows he what China likes. He knows what China likes. So he I'm going to wait. I, you know, like I said, it's not, you know, it's, I wasn't knee slapping funny, but, you know, it looked interesting and uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. So, yeah. All right. There's, there's ahead, two Brian. things. Uh, after, I'm more, I, I, I'm excited for Suicide Squad, but honestly, and Alex, I wanted your take on this. I'm more excited for Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, the video game. I Have agree. you guys seen the trailer for that? Com- I agree completely. Yeah. No. That, Is that, that a cartoon? Looks- no, yep. it's a video game. Oh. Uh, y'all are um, out. Yeah, we're out. Sorry. I think that looks fantastic because that's rock steady and I can put my faith in them. I think James Gunn is, pro- is honest to God to some weird – like I like Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Outside of Infinity War and Endgame, it's probably my favorite MCU movie. But I think he's just kind of a perv and a weird guy. I don't. Th- I just think he's a weirdo. Digging up those old yeah. tweets. I mean, he's just a weird. He's just a weird Donnie. And so I don't. I don't know. But right. uh, yeah. well, have you watched? Uh, have you watched Slither? Uh, no, but that's. I, I've seen Stills, and that's a really. The things I've seen are really disturbing. He's just a weird guy. He has this really weird taste in humor, and I think giving him that R rating, probably not a good idea. He'll probably take it a little too far, and he has, in my opinion. I can see that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, um, Peacemaker, there's a game on Switch, Alex, and you may may can get it on mobile, too, Uh, but it's called um, Liberation Force, Mm -hmm. and basically, it's it's like a little pixel, it's, you know, it's an 8-bit game that you play. But uh, you go through and you rotate through care. Every time you die, you get another like character. You know, like your character changes. Have you seen this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, well, you might be John Wick and then die, and you come back as the Terminator, and then you die yeah. and come back as Rambo. But you you kill your way through these levels, and you kill everyone in sight. And when it comes to the end, it goes it goes area liberated. <laughs> <laughs> so you're killing everyone in sight. That's what it makes me think of with Peacemaker. Yeah. 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 It's a really fun game. All right. And then the the final trailer we got uh, that people seem to completely lose their shit about. uh, And Alex, I think you've gone on record as saying that you're looking forward to this. Shang-Chi. Yeah. Throughout my life, the Ten Rings gave our family power. If you want them to be yours one day, you have to show me you are strong enough to carry them. You 
you are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told Cue my the rap man, music. They wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough. Yes. Enough. For the love of Christ, enough. All right. So what do you, what do you think about this? We had, uh, again, the nerds went a little crazy over this, over a couple of different uh, parts of this. Uh, Podman Ron, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think about Shang-Chi? Has he won you over? No, he has not. <laughs> has you the know, movie won? I know the actor may not. Has the movie won you over? It's uh, you know what it is interesting. I, I, I mean, the story is interesting. I'm, I'm I am interested in the story because um, it is a section of Marvel I've never been really familiar with with Shang Chi. So I am interested in it. Um, I like the fact that the Ten Rings, you know, they're not you know finger rings. They're you know what they're saying. They're probably dragon finger rings, and that's why they're so big. Um, I like that. Um, I'm just not crazy about the actor only because, you know, in the comic book, to me, he always seemed like he was in his early 20s or yeah. late late teens. And this guy <laughs> looks like he's my age. He's, he's 40 old, something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, he looks like a 40 year old man. Trying to how, act like he's, how, he's, he's 32. In yeah, reality, well, 32. In, in real life, he, the actor is 32. He's had a hard 32. But to Podman Ryan's defense, which I don't go to very often, I would say that, yeah, if you're starting a new character that's kind of kicking off right, phase four right. and the whole kind of the story that is setting up is like you're my son you're going to be taking over the family business sort right. of and you're your mother you're it's like shouldn't they have had this talk to him when he was 18 <laughs> yeah, it's sort right. of like i mean he, he went to sow his oats for, for about 20 years then he came back to <laughs> now yeah. now we may be you know in the story it may fit in the story why yeah. he's as old as he is so but <laughs> i'm just i don't know yeah, but uh, the Marvel's done this the whole time. I mean, Jesus, they they cast Paul Rudd when he was like forty eight. Oh, I know. I, you're right. They, and I said that the other day. I'm like, they all they seem to skew older actors in their in their universe. And I mean, I don't know. It just don't seem like they got too much wear and tear on them left on it. I mean, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be in their sixties. And they're only on their third film. Well, so. that kind of goes to what we were saying a few minutes ago. Like, you know, Marvel has not been able to get their legacy heroes off the ground because they keep going back and aging the characters up. Like, they can't, for whatever reason, either they're scared to do, like, new a new Warrior-style team because they can't, you know, every three years the kid's going to look way too old. Like, or, or, or just, for whatever, for whatever reason, those characters keep getting pushed to the back. I cannot believe we haven't gotten a Nova film. Like, yeah, we, I agree. You know, we've already seen Xandar. We, like, you, it's the perfect setup. That's where he came from. The reason why there's only one Nova left is because Thanos destroyed the whole planet. Like, I don't. I can't I believe mean, we're not getting Nova in this. Especially the way Thanks. Nova, the original Nova back in the seventies was, is basically he was a teenage. You know, he was like Peter Parker, Spider-Man, but he got. Yeah. Yeah, but he got, you know, space power. So 
Well, he was a that, teenage Green Lantern, but yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. but that would have been great. That would be a great story to uh, tell. And like you said, you, you've already got where, Gla- I mean, uh, Thanos has destroyed Xandar, so just go from there. I mean, yeah, well, that that be let's 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 focus on Shang Chi here for a second because there are true. some things to talk about. That right? See, Brad, yeah. Brad, see? We can't even talk about Shane Chi's trailer. We get, you know, you get sidetracked. That's what I, that's my sole purpose is to try to uh, keep the pod men on track here. So two of the big reveals, I guess, of it is we finally see a dragon, the great three great reveal. We see the great protector of the dragon, whether this is Fing Fang Foom or at least a representation of Fing Fang Foom, because some people think that Fing Fang Foom is a little derogatory and can be insulting. Eh, I don't know. Maybe. Are you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you serious? Yes. So he may not they be Fing Fang Foom, who has been around in Marvel for a long time, just like the Mandarin. Uh, but the Mandarin, I would say, yeah, maybe he's a little, <laughs> could be a little bit more of an uh, a, uh, offensive stereotype character as he as he was represented in the seventies by that <laughs> bastard Stan Lee, right? <laughs> uh, so we see a dragon. We, we knew it was going to happen anyway. I he will was say, literally colored yellow in the book. <laughs> the Mandarin was literally, literally yellow. Well, like so, like, Shang Chi, Shang Chi like colored like yellow. Like a that's literal true. yellow crayon. Like, right. Like Shang Chi was yellow. Yeah, you're right. Shang Chi was colored yellow in the comic book. Yeah, he gave him a bright red outfit and his yellow against his yellow skin. Yeah, he was gorgeous. Uh, and you know, we'll say that it seemed like the dragon in this that was awfully big. I don't know if them rings would have fit on his fingers. So maybe that's Fing Fang Foom. Maybe well, not. And the the toy, the dragon's white. Fing Fing Foom's green. Yeah. So, uh, and this looks like a snake style yeah, dragon, yeah. not the way Fang Fang Foom really kind of looks. So maybe yeah. maybe he's maybe he's a uh, son of Foom. Maybe he's on a Foom. Son of Joe 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 Dang Foom. Joe Dang Foom. Uh, and then the other wow. big reveal is where it looks like uh, you know, call it. <laughs> Call it in the middle of the movie where probably Shang-Chi has to kind of prove himself or something, and he has to fight out of a uh, a fight club-ish type thing. Uh, and, Brian, who do we see in the fight club? We see the abomination from the Incredible Hulk film that's 12 years old, and uh, we see Fong from Doctor Strange. Wow. We see who? Did it Fong? Yeah. Wong. 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 I Wong. Fing Fong. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What'd you say, Fong? I said Fong. I'm going to say Wong. Mm, Fong. Not cool, man. Fong is somebody, though. Fong not is cool, somebody. Dude. Not cool. It was somebody's sidekick. Yeah, it's in the 70s. Asian, yeah. It's some Asian stereotype. He's got to be a sidekick? Yeah, why can't he be a main character, Fong? Well, yeah, what's up with that, buddy? Mm. Oh, anyway, so we see the abomination. <laughs> People freak out. I wouldn't have known it was the... I, wouldn't have frozen the screen like some people did and, and looked at it, but people froze the screen and said, holy shit, that's the abomination from the Incredible Hulk movie. Not only is it the abomination, but he's got his ear, he's got his fishy fins. He's got his fins. He's got his fins. God I would have missed that whole fucking thing. I would have been like, so okay, a it's a trailer. So, so it could not be the abomination. It, could it is. No, it, it's definitely the abomination. I mean, they've already confirmed he's coming back for She-Hulk. You, you, he's definitely in this. It's, it's definitely the abomination. He even has the kind of like the same face and stuff. Yeah, no, it completely is. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely, yeah. It's definitely the abomination. It looks cool, though. He, he looks better than he did in 2008. I just didn't believe that people really got that excited out of the villain of probably the worst MCU movie 
there is. I didn't think people would get that excited for that, but they, they people they really went did. shit over seeing uh, Fong and the Abomination. <laughs> a thirteen-year-old, thirteen-year-old uh, character. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that was that was definitely the hotter of the two Hulks or three Hulks. The incredible yeah, hotter, hotter as in sexier one. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you all see like the Did you all see like the Twitter debate that was like Professor Hulk versus Abomination, and people just started roasting the fuck That's out horrible. of Professor Hulk. They just started roasting the mm. fuck out of him. Yeah. Poor Professor Hulk. That incredible Hulk, Hulk movie was not that bad. I thought. I thought the know. the Norton Ed bad. Norton one was pretty good. Well, and, and the, Hulk, <laughs> the Hulk is clearly Dale Keown Hulk. So <laughs> obviously. 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 I like the uh, Ang Lee Hulk as well movie. Again, it was a different universe, kind of a different story, but for his time and everything, not too bad. Bad. Huh? Just bad. Yeah, bad. I don't think it was that bad. I don't think we'll have to debate it. We need to do a, another Great Geek debate sometime or another. Best Hulk movie. Uh, best Hulk mo- movie, best Hulk Batman, and- best Joker, and best Bond, which brings me to Hulk Brian. The Hulk and Daredevil yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. So, uh, and this trailer hasn't made the rounds, I think, on social media or anything, but I went to go see Fast 9 this uh this I don't want to hear about it. Spoilers. No. I went to see Fast 9, and there is a new trailer at the beginning for 007. No Time oh, to Die. No Time so, to Die, Dr. Jones. All no right. Time to Die. You see um, uh, Blofeld is in it again. Uh... You know, there's a they expand a little bit on what's going on. They they actually say they don't say she's the new 007, but Bond says that's your new double O. I bet your new double O. Uh, and he so points more, to her from across the room. Then the camera does a snap zoom right when she turns around, and yeah, then it does. And then, that would be great. That would be great. That would be great. The uh, should be a writer. So, and apparently this seems like we're doing uh, live and let die again because he's walked away. You know, he's tried to, he's left uh, um, MI6 uh, with the the woman he was with at the end of Spectre. And apparently she's got a troubled past that comes back to haunt her. And that's what pulls him back into uh, MI6 and into, uh, into being... Well. A double O agent, but will he be double O seven? May not be. Yeah, maybe he gives it up. Right? Maybe he get, maybe finally he gets killed. Now, did you guys see this? I sent you uh, earlier in the week. The uh, uh, there are people that have basically retconned, and they've said, or there's a theory going around that Inspector, everything after he gets the needle from Blofeld is completely in his imagination. I wish they would do that. I like that. And I still haven't gone back and looked, but I. I I think I wish the Blofeld shit was after the needle puncture. Yeah. Like, so that him being his, like, uh, adopted brother and all that garbage. Oh, God. Yeah. Please, uh, for the love of Christ. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So people have, have basically said, look, you know, that's, that's their belief. That's what they're clinging on to is that everything after the needle puncture was just a dream sequence. So I hope so. God. And then all of a sudden, Roger Moore wakes up next to Grace Jones. That's that's how I want it to be. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. That would be <laughs> nice. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, let's, I know, Alex, the only reason he joined us was to do a movie review. Uh, so how far do you think Grace Jones made it on that hand cart at the end of, uh, <laughs> what was that one? Yeah. Because yeah, that's how she, she's just pumping on the hand cart on the train tracks going away. She can walk faster. 
no. Did you see her in Conan the Destroyer? She is a strong woman. She, oh. she is pretty ripped. But yeah, Speaking that's, of, that's that's how she leaves the film is is on a handcart on a train track, <laughs> bumping away. Speaking and then of, Bugs speak, Bunny chasing her. Yes, Alex. Speaking of the word Conan, I think we should all just give a, a fair farewell to Conan O'Brien. He I ended agree. his late night fellow show podcaster. On yeah, I, I watched I watched the last episode. I shed a couple of tears. Conan as <laughs> my, my favorite late night host. Yeah, uh, without so, a doubt. Good luck to Conan on HBO Max, whatever he's doing. But you know what? I have, good, I have good to agree. Him. I have to agree with you. I, I read an article how unceremoniously it has been for Conan this week that you know he did his last TV show, late night show after like 28 years on late night, and like it was barely a blip that anybody ever really talked about it, other than just a little. That's it. When you compare that to like when Johnny Carson left the air or when Jay Leno yeah. left the air, I mean, it's really sad because Conan, he really got screwed in all that whole late night bullshit. And he was Conan, Conan, <laughs> and he was the funniest of the late night hosts and he still is compared to all the others. All they want to do is talk about political Pollock. stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah he, he's so, definitely the last of its kind, I would say. Yeah, he yeah, really yeah. is. I mean... And, uh, yep. yeah, I, I agree. I, I, well, everybody else wants to be John Stewart. Yeah, that's where, a good point. Where, yeah, John Stewart. Where he wanted it. to be, yeah, he wanted to be Carson. Right. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing. He can be funny in any situation, right? And he, did, he didn't have to beat you over the head with it. Just a small tweak, and he could, he could really turn uh, anything into a pretty funny bit. Yeah. Uh, we actually, uh, two years ago, three years ago, we got to uh, we got to go to a taping in uh, L.A., which That's was fun. pretty cool. So or Burbank, it was Burbank at Warner Brothers Studios. But yeah, it was really cool getting to go do a uh, uh, to a taping. So yeah, will yeah, be missed. I, yeah, he Conan will, will be missed. missed. That was yeah. was that our in memoriam section? I guess I should have played. I guess that. we could say that. that. Yeah. Well, he's that coming. That. He's coming back with a variety show, right? Well, okay. Yeah, but, on Max. I mean, think, watch that. Yeah, I mean, think of it when. Uh, uh, Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey tried to have a, a, a variety um. <laughs> show a few years ago. You know, I just tanked and probably, you know, variety shows gone with the silver platters and the Brady Bunch. All right, let's hurry up. Alex, we got to go to the movies. Okay. Brought to you by Bud Light Silver. Far away land called. No. All right, the the far away land called where, Alex? Washington Heights. All right, in, in the, the Heights. Heights. Came out what two weeks ago now? Yeah, two about weeks that ago. time. And you know what? For my favorite musical ever, this movie it packs all the punch. It's got that heart. It's got that flavor. It's got that music. Uh, In the Heights is a story about Usnavi, who runs a bodega um, on Washington Heights, uh, a famously very uh, diverse community of Latinx people and African-Americans and all that sorts in New York City. It's a it's a great it's a great like showcase of that community. And the show has famously won. I think it was it was Lin-Manuel's first show uh, on Broadway. Came out in 2008, and it was the first 
Yep, the first, the first it was, Broadway musical. It, it was the first. It was his first Broadway musical by Lin Manuel Miranda, and it won Tony Award yeah. for best musical that year. It's Everybody a great loved show. It. It's a great show. Everyone loved it, um, and I'm really happy with how the film turned out. It, it is. It's a beautiful film. Cinematography is great. I mean, the soundtrack. They spoofed it up a little bit. Gave it that nice modern flair. Uh, all the cast is great. Um, and I think overall, John Chu does a really brilliant job directing. Uh, controversy aside for casting and all that. Which is um, ridiculous, but whatever. It doesn't, in the end, it doesn't matter. It's still a really good film, uh, especially after his work on Crazy Rich Asians, which is a phenomenal film as well. Um, yeah, this is just a good movie. It's good. It's heartfelt. I cried from the beginning and I kept crying all the way through. Wow. You cried, uh, you cried for two hours. Podman I, Ryan, I, I know it hours. struck you uh, heartfelt moments as well, right? Yeah, it was a great movie. And, you know, it's kind of funny. I think it was uh, uh, one of the late, what, what's his name? Uh, Conan O'Brien? No, it wasn't uh, John Stewart. It was the other guy. that Colbert. Uh, no. No. Uh, yeah. Shit. Okay. Let's start naming them. It wasn't Bill Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. No. It was the guy that looks like Colbert. <laughs> right. No. It's the guy that. It's not really late night talk show, but he's controversial all the John time. John Oliver. John no, Mahler. 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 Oh, Bill uh, Maher. Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know. You know, like he 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 actually said, you know. Lin Manuel, Manuel, he does nothing to apologize for because you know this is a guy who actually made a play, stage play, musical about the founding fathers and used diverse crowds. He used African Americans and Latinos for this, and now people are jumping on him <laughs> because he didn't use the right shade of people in Washington Heights, and it's ridiculous. There was there was all kinds of diversity in that in that play, in that movie, it was, it was a fantastic movie. And it just goes to show that people are just going to bitch for the sake of bitching, no matter what. I mean, well, it's to be heard. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, you know, I, I they, take what I take that back. Yeah, it's not the nerd crowd. Aren't the worst people. It's the, the, the theater crowd that are the I worst think people. Everybody, everybody <laughs> is just miserable in life and they should just, you know, quit bitching and enjoy just enjoy life an ice in cream. general. Yeah. yeah, enjoy a movie, enjoy life, enjoy everything. Instead, looking for the negatives and everything. Well, I mean, this good. was yeah. this movie was a great movie. It was a fun, uh, a fun movie. It was enjoyable. It, it told a great story. Uh, it was, you know, instead of being proud that this guy did this, this talented guy made this. You know, they want to bitch about it and tear it down and. You know, I, I, if I was him, I would have told me to all go fuck yourselves. I'll, wow. you know, I'll fucking make what I want. <laughs> Brian, did you see In the Heights? What do you have to say about all this? I have not seen In the Heights. At some point, I'll watch yeah. it. But It's good. It's really whole, good. The whole issue with all of this is it's not In the Heights. It's not. Uh, it's social media mm-hmm. gives us the chance to voice our opinion. And then we go out and we have an opinion on something and we get seven likes. And so then we think we're emboldened to give our opinion about something else. And then You're something right. else. And then something else. And nobody has the bother <laughs> to say, nobody gives a shit about your opinion. Right. Nobody gives Rita a shit Moreno about your did. opinion. So, I wish she wouldn't have, though. I wish she would have just stood up for himself and said, you know what? No, Rita Moreno. Yeah. And she stood up for him, and she got blasted. Yeah. Right? Oh, she did? <laughs> yeah. She, 
She kind of, she basically said almost literally verbatim. She said, people need to just let it go. She basically right. said, people stop complaining because exactly what you said, Pod Man Ron. She said that Lynn did, you know, he did, uh, he brought Latino culture and kind of yeah, acceptance and, and was... music and all that kind of stuff for the forefront. And then he got shit on because she was like, people need to just let it go. And then people yelled at her because it's like, well, that's what white people have been saying. Oh, well, you know, black people, you need to just let it lay there for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, so it's just yeah. like, you can't do anything right. You can't do anything. But, yeah. the, but the whole, the whole point of all of this, and the reason why everything sucks, and, and we're, we're at the point right now, is it's all social media. We've had a decade, a decade and a half of social media where people are emboldened to voice their shitty opinions because right. they got twelve likes for it on podcasts. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah so, so, it's, so then it's, now, now you take the next evolution of it. It's like, well, now you, you, you now you've got a chance to, for me to put my opinion out there. And then and go, you know what? Uh, I didn't notice any dark-skinned uh, uh, Latinos in the film. Uh, now I am offended because I want to get my 12 likes. And then, and <laughs> yeah. then, and then 12 other, it's, it's a chain letter. It's a chain letter through social media uh, that's, that's emboldening pe- the, the vocal minority who just don't like anything. The, the, what they like is, is, is being told they're right. Right. Uh, not You're right. Not having a, an opinion. <laughs> Well, then the media picks it up. And the media blows right. it out of proportion right. even worse. So. And, and, and I, I live by a motto when it comes to art and when it comes to your opinion and when it comes to anything. If you don't like what you see, well, just be the change you want to see in the world. Like, you know, act on it. Do, I think do what you Michael mean. Jackson said that first. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did. Whoever said it, I heard it and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take that. It, I'm going to steal that. I'm going to take that. It, I mean, it, it's just true. I mean, don't... Be the change you want to see. Yeah. Don't, Alex. don't, don't, Alex. don't, don't, do Alex. And turn Alex. Michael like, Jackson. You know, don't, <laughs> don't, bitch, don't bitch about something that... <laughs> Come on, Alex. Come on, Alex. I'm smelling the lava. Here we go. That's right, Alex. Now you've depressed me because I'm sad that Michael Jackson is no longer with us. Oh, really? I'm sorry. You're sad that, you're sad that yeah. child rapists. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Can we get another? Allegedly, 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 allegedly finger. Uh, yeah, we're still hey, trying to get hey, Corey uh, hey, on, hey. on the show. Bubbles will sue you. Back to the point. It's like I, I'm tired of this. This thing is like let's bitch on art because. I for finding a reason one way or another. If you don't like the art, go out and make your own art that represents what you want to represent. Wow, but don't, that's for, what I've been saying. Well, that's the thing. Art is subjective. That's, that's the whole point yeah, of art. It's, it's subjective. subjective. Yeah. And it's like, and I agree. I agree. I think this whole controversy is kind of bullshit. Uh, it's like, you know, this is this is literally Lin-Manuel's first musical. It's literally just about it's his own Wasn't art. His first? Like, yeah, it's okay, his first put on Broadway, it's his first put yeah. on Broadway musical. Yeah. I mean, he he put his heart into this, and he still lives in Washington Heights. Like this, this isn't just like a a throwaway piece. This is literally just attached to him. It is a piece of him. So it's like, 
step back for a second and just acknowledge that this is this is someone's love. Like this is this is someone's yeah. pure childhood, adulthood. Everything surrounds this one piece of artwork. And so you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Just shut the just shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. And enjoy the movie. And just enjoy the movie. I wish he would have just said, you know, shut the fuck up. You do better. If you want to do it, you make your own play and you cast who you want. And, and you know, casting aside, it's like this movie just has a good message overall. It's like it's a really good movie. Just follow your dream and always be looking for the next thing and just going and going and never stop. Always push. And I think that's a Whitney Houston song. (laughs) (laughs) Well, 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 Saul Pepper, because he said push it, too. (laughs) Should <laughs> they push it real good, Alex? <laughs> Salt and pepper? God. Salt and pepper? Oh, that makes me think of John Mulaney. Um, but yeah, uh, in the end, this is a great movie. Uh, watch it. Go, go to the biggest theater you can, biggest screen, and watch it. It's just, it's nice to go to a theater and see a movie that isn't all sadness. It's literally just about bolstering a community and bolstering your dreams and just going for it. And you know what? Respect. Respect has to be given for a movie that I was really excited about. Mother of God, someone help me. I am, I work with children. I, I work with children. I work with children. Push it real good. 50-year-old children I work with. Push it. I didn't know I was going to have to work the audio booth this much. We working, we working. So yeah, that's my review of In the Heights. Five what out of five. What do you think of the name Michael Manos? That's, that's, that's Manos the Hands of Fate. That was his first name was Michael. Why does it have to be An- no, Anos? It Why does it have to be Anos themed? Just come up with something original. My gosh, start taking the TH and M's off things and make um, your own thing. All right. Speaking of making his own thing, so even uh, to keep things moving here, Alex, suffice <laughs> to say, you're going to give it a five and a two, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, yeah. Uh, so from from Washington Heights to deep in the sea of the Grecian shore, maybe or Italian shore. I'm not even sure where it is. Where are, where do we Who go? Who cares? Who cares? That was hard to watch. You uh, coming? The hell was that? Uh, I, think, I thought you put this on the rundown. I don't know, but I'm going to surface. Walking through the sky. Luca. Somebody oh, yeah, put Luca on there. I, I did. I watched Luca. <laughs> okay, you don't. <laughs> How was Luca? Luca, give it uh, Luca actually, on Disney Plus, uh, Pixar, new Pixar movie. Yeah, it's. A, I didn't actually. I didn't know it was a new Pixar movie until after I watched it, and one of you guys told me it was. Um, I, I was bored one afternoon and thought, well, watch what a the hell? Movie, I yeah. wanted to watch a kid movie, you know? It looked interesting, so I played it. And, you know, here, the thing was, and I guess maybe it's because it's a Pixar movie, it just seemed very clean and, you know, a simple tale. It wasn't convoluted or anything like that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I actually liked it. It, it. it held my interest where most kid movies, you know, are like, Spastic and they scream and yell and they're going oh, ninety like to nothing. Themselves. Yeah, you know exactly. They're going ninety to nothing, like a you know a nineties uh, cartoon. Um, this one was kind of like a just an even kill, uh, easy cartoon. to follow. Uh, uh, tell uh, us a little bit about it. You've said it was good. Tell us a little bit about the uh, the synopsis here. Uh, synopsis is uh, he's a sea mon- monster and he wants to. Uh, 
do more than what he's doing, which is basically he just herds, uh, looks like he just herds fish under the sea uh, with his mom and dad, and uh, he wants to explore. So he, he discovers that he goes on land and discovers that when he goes on land, he turns into a human child. Like um, Splash? Yes. You know, yep. well, except, you know, in the ocean, he's green, he has fins and all uh, that. Okay. But when he gets on land, he has <laughs> legs, he he has, uh, you know, he's he's a like boy. Yeah, so, okay. so he meets another sea monster who is a boy and who kind of teaches him, you know, <laughs> this is the way thing. you know, hey, let's explore this town that's next to where they were at. So they go into this little town and they just start kind of, integrating with the people there and uh you know hilarity ensues because the town is a bunch of fishermen and stuff who you know the local lore is you know the sea monsters and uh kind of like sigmund the sea monster from the old marty Mar- <laughs> cross show um but it was interesting i mean it was it was good it was just kind of a, a simple message and uh you know his parents come looking for him so it, and he wants to he wants to go to college at the end or go to school school it's not really college but go to school and so in this village to go to school you have to go away to go to school so uh so at the end he goes away to go to school and uh you know his little friend is pretty much adopted by uh one of the the people in the town so it's kind of it's kind of a nice, nice little, little story nice little story I, I would get you know i'd actually give it a four wow um yeah i would uh, <laughs> you know and and uh before we go to the other part i i have not watched it i i have read that it uh uh they compared a little bit by another movie uh call me by your name uh so i don't know if you drew that kind of comparison Podman ron but alex uh you're shaking your head like you do not care to see this movie whatsoever i i, I did i did see this movie oh you did uh, i after PMR watched it, I, I had heard mixed things, and, but I wanted PMR uh, said he liked it, and so I was like, you know what, you know what, I'll turn I, you know on what? this I Pixar movie. Shit all over PMR. You know what? <laughs> yep. I'll go watch this Pixar movie that that PMR recommends that I have no care for uh, and no attachment to, and I watched it, and I was like, if this was any other studio, this would have been a fine kids' mill film, but I'm coming at it with the perspective of this is Pixar, this is. The best people in the animation game. Wow. And this movie, compared to everything else, and their lineup is like Cars 2 and The Good uh, Dinosaur. I, will, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about it. It, wow. is, well, well, it, has, it, has, lit, it has little soul. I, I don't, in a Pixar movie, you get the you get that as a little soul reference. Eh? Yeah, um, okay, good. I like it. In a Pixar movie, you know, you, you, you expect a tear, a, a smidgen of, you know, care for a character and a longing for them to, to fill their goal and even adult because adults, that's the big draw of Pixar. This, these are adult movies too. Like these are movies for kids and adults because the message it brings, it's not so simple and like cool. It, it, but it's like this movie has none of that. It has none of that Pixar charm. Uh, the animation will... is fine. It's kind of generic. <laughs> you could kind of, you could go to blue sky and get the same thing or, or DreamWorks, anything like that. It's not like, Busting my chops here. It's just like, yeah, it's it's fine. As, as it's I said, fair. as I said earlier, and, and and Alex is right. It's I didn't know it was a Pixar because it didn't have that Pixar feel to it. It didn't have hmm. the the tear jerky moments. It didn't really just have that that really uh, 
quality that a normal Pixar as, you know, Monsters, Inc. or Toy Stories or even Brave just, for that matter. I mean, it didn't have it's any just of kind that. of boring. So it was a, it felt like a generic, you know, a movie. Gen- generic yeah. movie. A good movie, yeah. but a generic movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Good, you know, good might even be an, an oversimplification. Wow. It's fine. It, it's it's just fine. It's fine. I mean, I as think, far as Pixar movies go, I mean, it's not bottom tier. Like it's bottom tier, but it's not like the the worst. I mean, that no, it's not cars, cars too. Yeah. Brian, cars too. <laughs> Brian, do you want to take uh, break the tie here? I've not seen it, uh, but that probably goes to the fact it, it doesn't look all that great. Okay, you're on yeah. you're on Alex's and, side, and this this is the first one that they had to like finish the production for during COVID, right yeah. during COVID, right? So so like this was a lot of Zoom calls and and people working on it at home. So uh, maybe that's why it was a no, but even too. then, uh, no, it's it, that shouldn't even come into it. It's like the script is just not. Pixar. Worthy. I mean, it's not. It's it's not. I mean, it's a good. It's a simple story, but well, it's the not good like dinosaurs a, is probably the better the better scenario because good dinosaur is like the most generic. Yeah, like it's there's not there's not the stakes couldn't be lower. Like <laughs> yeah, there's not the big twist. There's not like it, the heart wrenching sort of scene. It's just yeah, it's there. It just kind of sits there. Like so, it, the, it feels like that. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not great. It's just not great. It's like a two out of five. Right. Zero out of one. Five. Well, okay. Yeah, don't I, I, I don't think I have any desire to see it. Yeah, no. I would get. I'd still give it a four. Just, I mean, as a Pixar movie, wow. I would give it. I would give it a you know a, a two. It's 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 bottom ring of Pixar, but <laughs> it's just a movie that you want to watch if you want to watch it with your kids. I mean, yeah, I would definitely fine. give it a four. I mean, or you watch know. it alone in your man cave. Yeah, a fifty-year-old man <laughs> watching a child's movie alone—I think that's fine. Too. That's why well, it's what better than watching it in the theater. Yeah, yeah. by yourself. So, that's well, true. that's true. And I, Disney, and no, Disney didn't even bother. Disney, Disney didn't even do a double release. They just no, I'll they just said, "Yeah, here you go, watch it or not." I will be honest. Yeah, they knew because they didn't yeah. do the thirty-dollar thing. Yeah, yeah, if it was a, if I would have saw that the movie, I would have been like, mm. "Yeah," which is a shame because a movie like Onward that came out last year that actually does. It deserved like a longer theatrical release because I really like that movie. And this just, I'm glad they just yeah. stuck this on Disney Plus. And Onward did have that like heart to it. Like, yeah, you know, I the dad bawled at the end of Onward. And realizing his big older brother was the father figure. And, yeah. 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 Yeah, Onward that was movie's good. great. That was sorry. So, uh, yeah. yeah. But I, still, yep. I would still recommend, I would still recommend it. All yeah. right. Yeah, Brian, parting words on Luca. Not on Luca, but before you go into the wheel, can I give a spoiler free review of Fast Nine? Uh, please, please. No, no, you're going to Spo- tell me about Han and all that. No, not, that's a spoiler free. You already know. You saw the trailer. You already know. I wasn't even going to mention Han. But we'll do. So, I mean, I'm going to watch. I don't know why they screen. killed him again. But. <laughs> so. Here's the thing, and, 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 and <laughs> with Fast Nine, uh, Justin Lin is back, which he did, I think, Fast Five, which is like everybody's favorite, you know, where they introduced The Rock. Uh, Yay! Nice. You'll need it if you're gonna watch Fast Nine. <laughs> so, like, at the end of the film, the boys look at me, and the boys are trying to pick it apart, and I'm like, "Look, you just—it's Fast and Furious. You got to take it at, at face value." 
And I yeah, said, it's Fast and Furious. I was it's like, not like Shakespeare in the Park. Here's the perfect encapsulation of this film. Did I enjoy it? Yes. Am I dumber for having watched it? <laughs> also, yes. <laughs> so, I don't want to see so, the movie at all. So again, without without opening the can of worms here, again, this is. I think we we should do a, a great geek debate on that. Is what constitutes a good movie? Because yeah, again, weird. Alex and I love Zack Snyder's Justice League. Was it a perfect movie? Did it have flaws? Yeah, but we overlooked it and we thought it was an enjoyable movie. But you're saying almost the same thing was Fast and Furious. Hey, don't bother picking this apart. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. That's what I had to say to the kids because basically no they're pun intended. They hear us doing the they hear us doing the podcast and Joan was like, uh, "You're going to rip that movie to shreds on the podcast." And I was like, "You know, I was like probably won't." Because at this point we're nine deep. I've I've been. <laughs> That's what she said. It's like <laughs> yeah, like building a a, a tolerance <laughs> to poison. You take it a little bit at a time. Sure, sooner or later, you're you're immune to it. So yeah, there's they. I, there I appreciate are, your Princess Bride reference. I yeah, appreciate that. There are so many like. Complete, complete, and utter like idiotic scenes where it's like there's no way you can like this podcast. There's no way. I don't know what PMR's doing. PMR went inside to get himself a drink and a bite to eat. Now he's walking around outside in the darkness. Are you being chased? (laughs) This is that guy Richie shot we talked about last week. (laughs) It is, yeah. PMR is one shot from the nerdatorium to the kitchen back to the nerdatorium. All in one take. I wish we had a steady cam though. But I see what Brian I see what Brian is saying though, because I mean I don't watch Fast and the Furious but the, just because I think it's a great movie. I, they're just fun movies. I mean, literally that is a guilty pleasure in movies that I know it's going to be stupid. I know I'm going to laugh and think, God, that's so dumb. But at the end of it, I'm going, it was, it was fun to watch. It was, it was stupid, but it was fun. And I enjoyed myself at those movies. They doubled down on the stupid. When you get done done with this film, you're going to be like, the submarine fight at the end of the last movie was completely believable. Totally believable. (laughs) Surely that could have happened. This shit gets nuts. It gets insane. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for you guys to watch it and we can do a deeper dive. But yeah. I, I'm going to watch it next week. I don't care I, if I just got to go buy a hobo to go with me. I, you know what? I think I'll go watch it and I'll do the same thing I did for Kong versus Godzilla and go to the 4D uh, theater. That that big 4D with yeah. the moving seats and everything. I think I'm... I don't even know what PMR is doing at this point. No, uh, he's covering up the I, camera. No, I'm I sorry. Think, he's taking out his junk. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at a picture of Vin Diesel, um, but you know, I, I think that's going that's going to be the only way I'll enjoy this movie is with the seats moving and water spraying on me because I think I'll, I'll lose brain cells if I I'm, I'm going to lose them anyway. But at least then I'll have an, a semi a laughably enjoyable time. I did find it interesting because in the pressers for this film this week we found out some stuff because he actually referenced the feud with the Rock. Did you guys hear this? Yeah, he said it was to boost the rock's like energy on set. Bullshit! You're just doing dick measuring. You're doing dick measuring. Vin Diesel. 
Vin Diesel for F10. For F10, he's just trying to get him back. Yeah, Vin Diesel said that it's tough love. That the stuff, the, the spat that between him and The Rock was he was trying to take Rock to a place to get the performance he needed out of The Rock. Well, you so know, he sometimes did, you got to take the Rock method acting. Yeah. He, yeah. Did, he did this to get it, to 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 uh, in, improve The Rock's performance. I Which fucking made, hate Vin Diesel. Now, <laughs> if, hey, you take, hey. if you take that story and then mesh it with what John Cena said on The Tonight Show, you really get a picture of who Vin Diesel actually is. Because Cena said, Cena said that he got a call from uh, Vin Diesel's agent and that Vin Diesel wanted to hang out. And so Cena's like, sure, I'll go hang out with him. And so they hung out for like a few hours. They did a few things. And then at the end, Vin Diesel pulls out his phone and starts videotaping him and Cena hanging out. And Cena's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, and Cena says, like, on the country, he's like, you can see my face. I'm like, I got no idea why he's recording us. He goes, and then, like, a few hours later, he gets a call, and they're like, oh, yeah, Vin Diesel wants you in the next um, uh, Fast and Furious film, and you're going to be playing his brother. Right? Mm. So it was, but honestly, <laughs> it, the, the vibe I get from all of this is Vin Diesel wanted The Rock to kiss the ring. Oh yeah! And when the Rock's like, "Fuck that! I'm a I'm a movie star in my, in my own right. You're lucky. Uh, to have yeah. me. You're lucky to have me in this franchise." That's where it fell apart. That one, John, yeah. And then so he brought tried to John. Cena we all out. know we all know John Cena will suck any dick that can happen. <laughs> look, look what he did with China. John Cena's never going to be a guest on this podcast. We're never going to get him. I had it lined up. All right. Well, well, Podman Ron, we, we we need you to to watch the uh, Fast Nine so that uh, Brian can give a spoiler. So that none review. of us have. So that so none that of us have. I don't have exactly. To. Yeah. So that me and Brad don't have. I want to go see it. I wish one of you would go with me to go see. it. Well, you could Just, go by yourself, right? You know, I don't go see movies by myself. Oh, yep. that's a PMR Why? rule. Are you, afraid, are you afraid you'll have a stroke in the theater and nobody will be there to check on you? <laughs> Maybe the lights will just come up and he, he'll be dead. He needs somebody to fill him in on his many bathroom breaks in these somebody, two and a half hour movies. He needs somebody to keep nudging him to keep him away. Why, why, why? There's a car he chase. A he needs a recitator. They're going to jump from building to building. Brad, Alex, you were there. because I think we talked about this the last time we talked about it. You weren't on the podcast. but it, I think it was when the... Uh, uh, Jacob joined, but when we went to go see Solo in the 4D theater, <laughs> I know that thing. And he yeah, ordered the hot coffee. That's, that's the, the stupidest story. thing ever. <laughs> Dude, I got That's I'm telling you, that's the only way I'm going to see this movie because I don't give a fuck. That movie was so much better when I saw it the second time without fucking being yanked all over the place, spilling <laughs> shit. Having coffee spilled on you. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did the Disney era Star Wars movies. That that one is my favorite. I, that I is, a, a, I agree. Solo was missing. Have, All right. I have a really fond appreciation. I'm going to watch that. Tonight. All right. Let's get through this as quickly as possible. Let's move over from, from <laughs> Vin Diesel too, over right? to Nick Cage. So, uh, the streaming wheel gave me the, uh, pig? <laughs> it did not give me pig. It gave me Bangkok Dangerous. <laughs> and, uh, I know, you know, I, I will say that this movie presented, uh, presented a hitman <laughs> who uh, takes on an apprentice. And he's oh. looking to get out of the business, and he falls in love with a mute girl. But he's a hitman with rules. She was a mutant, a mutant girl. Yes, mute, mute. Uh, he has four four rules. 
don't ask questions. There is no such thing as right and wrong. Two, don't take an interest in people outside of work. Wait, wait, three, there is no three. such thing as trust. Three, three erase every trace. Well, Come anonymous four, and leave nothing behind. Four. That's like no one to get out. <laughs> Just thinking about it means it's time. All right, no one to get out and no one to get out. You know, no one to fold them, no one to hold them. Uh, cue yeah, the Kenny Rogers music. Uh, but yeah, that was pretty much it. You know, so he, again, as he gets his apprentice, he sets up. These are the four to eight rules that I have. Let him guess. He breaks, he breaks every one of them. One A, wow. one B. Yeah. So Bangkok Dangerous is a Jesus 2008 Christ. movie directed by the Pang Brothers, who you may know. Uh, from the I movies, actually, actually, were really good Korean horror movies. I, the I, one, two, and three, uh, and uh, also made Infernal Affairs. If everybody saw that, I think that was a Korean movie, uh, which was later kind of more or less adapted into The Departed by Martin Scorsese. So these guys know this type of movie and have made it, and is actually a remake of a uh, foreign foreign movie that they did in 2000 by the name Bangkok Dangerous. Podman Ron, you have a question. Yes, I do. Was he, like, short of cash or something, and he went and worked in this movie? (laughs) I mean, Korea or something. I mean, it's, it's, he, he got a, he got a trip out of it. Yeah, exactly. He's like Michael Caine and uh, Jaws: The Revenge. Thank you, Brian. Uh, no, again, this was completely Nick Cage. I would say it offered absolutely nothing new to the viewer. There was uh, a couple of okay action scenes, not even good action scenes. They were fine. It wanted to be a little bit of Mission Impossible-ish with, you know, Tom Cruise running down the streets and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, again, I I had to get that clip about the four rules because he breaks each and every one of them. Well, there was like eight eight rules there. Yeah, well, he just kind of added something to them. He just kind of said, you know. He just, he grew on them. Were those his rules? Those were his rules. They're they're very specific. I'm making rules right now. You make your own rules, yes. You make your own rules, rules Um, of life. Uh, but yeah, no reason to watch it. If it's uh, it's on HBO Max right now, I would say don't bother watching it. I, <laughs> you could w- not watch it and live your life to the fullest extent. So what would possible. you give it, Brad? I'd give it a one and a zero. Okay. okay. Again, not saying it was a bad okay. movie, but for okay. me, it held. It barely held my interest. At one point, right. I paused the movie because I, I was watching it in between meetings. And I paused the movie and I looked up and I saw the counter. Had you know an hour and thirty left on it, and I was like, "What?" And it was like, "No, I was an hour thirty into it. I thought there was a mo- another hour to left." I'm like, "What? The oh, fuck? God. When is this going to happen?" Uh, but I have to ask. Yeah. Yes. I have to ask. On instead of a, a on the regular scale that we have on a Nick Cage scale, oh. how does this rank? You know, not that good. Someone actually, who, on the as Nick someone scale, who, uh, uh, Nick scale, Nick scale, Nick scale. Okay. scale. <laughs> This is we're, we're diving into. I tell you, that's why we can't here. go late. Yeah, but like as someone who's a, who loves the whatever year it came out, Ghost Rider movie uh, with Nick that Cage. Was a good movie. Uh, what what does this rank on the Nick Cage scale? I would say if the Nick Cage scale, how, what, how many numbers are in the Nick Cage scale? Thirty. Thirty. I would put this at maybe about eight. I mean, it was still not that good. Wow. It was still Damn. not that good. He was. 
again, it, damn it, Nick Cage. when he's with his apprentice and everything, I mean, he's just very, you know, monotone and cool and calm and collected. And he's like, you know, put the thing in the suitcase. Okay, now throw it into the water and all this kind of stuff. Then all of a sudden, he as he, he got shot or something, he goes to a pharmacy. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he so falls in love with me. the pharmacist who is mute. And he, so I need something for so my So who's arm. mute? Yeah. So, so the you're telling the pharmacist. The yes. What, so you're, so you're telling me this movie isn't a national treasure. It is not a national uh, treasure. Very, uh, very good. Uh, uh, but yeah, so it. when he's around the girl, he acts like, you know, uh, have no confidence and he's bumbling fool and all that kind of stuff. And then later on, he's shooting people in the head. So, uh, it does have a slight of a twist ending. Uh, twist. but, uh, yeah, you can fast forward to the last five minutes and get pretty much what this movie is about. So. That's my uh, review of Bangkok Dangerous. Don't worry about it. Let's spin the wheel and see who wins the next one. Uh, Brad's just like, what year did hurry this movie this come out? Fucking move this it came out in 2008. Up. 2008? What the fuck was that on, even on the stream? Um, God, that's like all old movies. All old movies are on the streaming services. That's right. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every movie on the streaming service is an old movie. All right. It looks like we're heading to... Brian, Brian is the winner this time oh, around. Oh yeah! It's been a while for you, Brian. So I think that's I, fine. I, I'll take a picture I've only of it. One of these. I've only gotten one. See, I, I fall on the sword intentionally. Not Am I even on the wheel? To. It is on the wheel. No, no, no. Yeah. All right, Brian, spin the wheel for us. So, whoa, 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 wait, Brian, what did you, what did you replace it with? I replaced it with. Oh, Brian, you're lucky. Um, Brian, you got seven Chinese brothers on Amazon Prime. I will send that to you. I replaced it with. Uh, I mar- again, you may hate me, guys. Wanted to kind of keep you know a thing going here of, of supernatural type stuff and, and uh, science fiction. I married a witch. What the fuck is sounds that? terrible. That sounds absolutely terrible. Who's on that? Uh, the, what year the, did that come out? I think it came out in like the 40s or something like that. Uh, Lana Holy Turner. shit. It's Lana, like an hour and 15 God. minutes, boys, and it's a classic. It's a fucking classic. I, I, I think you picked it. I think you picked it because of the runtime, not because it's a classic. Uh, uh, who? Uh, <laughs> Lana Turner? Uh, I mean, come on, guys. Remember, Brad's like the purpose the of this runtime means quicker podcast. Exactly. <laughs> no, the purpose of this is to expose each other. No, to expose each other to movies that you wouldn't normally watch. So I know that outside of Alex, no one's going to watch a black and white movie almost. So that's why I chose, you know what? Let me go classic. HBO Max has some classics on there. Seven Chinese Brother. We'll find out next week if that is a classic. That's Jason Schwartzman. What year year is that? Uh, It's a couple of years old probably. Not too – I would say within five to ten years, Seven Chinese. I do like Jason Schwartzman. I think you're going to like this movie, Brian, so I'm happy for you. Is that the guy that played uh, John Raphael on – Yep, he sure is. All right, now let's go over to TV. (laughs) Wow, we are like nowhere through. (laughs) We're only on TV. I know. Well, that's what happens when you talk about uh, trailers for 15 minutes. uh, We did spend 10 minutes just talking about the fucking name of the Transformers movie. So that's our own fault right there. All right, so in TV land, uh, we get to go to uh, a little place I like to call Middle Earth and where we sing drinking songs. 
All right, so Loki, Loki introduced us to a new drinking song. <laughs> did you miss this part of it, Podman Ron? I think I did. Was he singing there? Yes, that was Loki singing the drinking song while he and Sylvie were on a train to nowhere or something like that. Uh, aside from Podman Ron, obviously this not paying attention. This episode was a train. T- this episode yes. was a train to nowhere. Yeah, a train, a train wreck of an episode. So Brian, was the last Brian, episode. Brian, okay. what did you think of this? <clears throat> All right, so. Yeah, what they were trying to do there was the, uh, you know, Tolkien, when he wrote The Lord of the Rings, he actually wrote songs and stuff that he put in the, in the books. And so there's, like, Elvish songs that are written in Elvish, which Tolkien, like, created Elvish. So I'm sure if you, if you, uh, somebody's going to go decipher Oh, somebody's deciphering it. Yeah, translate. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure it's probably the same Elvish that Tolkien created or whatever. But, yeah, this episode, man, it was... <sighs> It was hard to watch. Like I think it's been the shortest one so far, but it felt like the yeah. it felt like it was an hour and fifteen. It minutes. was terrible. I agree. My God, it went on and on and on and I'm on. Very yeah, say that because I thought maybe it's just yeah. Me. This no, is, it wasn't just you. Seems like it really sucks. It's a rough. It's a rough we've episode. Only, we've only got three episodes left. <laughs> what the fuck? Why did why did we waste all so, this shit on this episode? So, yeah, it's a really so, rough episode. Alex, you said it was a rough episode. I mean, what purpose did this episode serve other than to None. get to know Sylvie? And that's that's my that's my and my biggest gripe with the episode. I have two big gripes. I, I'll rephrase. I have two big gripes. First, the whole episode is about getting to know Lady Loki, Sylvie, as we come to find as she names herself, which is a reference to uh, a, a version of Entrancers from the comic books. Um, and my problem is that we don't actually get to know her. Like, Loki doesn't ask a single important question to her at all. It's like, it's like he purposefully is dodging every actual question that the audience would like to know. Is your mother uh, Freya? Is your father Odin? Like, wh- where, where do you lie in the history of yeah. my story? Like, what is, what is your story? I mean, I'm sure we're going to get to know that. It looks from like, Maybe, uh, maybe TV not. Promos and stuff. Are you we'll get to know from that. the Ice Giants? Are you? Yeah, are, you like, are you? Are you Asgardian? Or are you from the Ice, uh, the Ice yeah, Giants? It, it, it's really like it's sloppy. And and the the biggest gripe I have is that the whole episode is based on this this idea of we got to fix this. And then by the end of the episode, it's like they get kicked off the train that they were trying to fix the thing on, and then they're like, "Oh, it's broken. Uh, I guess we got to get." back somehow and it's like oh i just wasted 45 minutes of my fucking time a little bit less yeah devoting (laughs) devoting myself to this episode in a story that by the way i think y'all have it wrong in episode two i love episode two but this is just such a leap in quality like why i don't get it i just don't get it at all it's really bad this is what i I'm sorry. It's man. It's Mando season two, episode two, with that stupid spider story, which I still <laughs> like. And I, I don't. I, let me say, I don't dislike this episode, but for a six season, a six episode season, right? It's it's terrible. Like it's like this doesn't make sense to be in here. If it's eight episodes, that's fine. But it's six episodes, and that's when I go, nah, you you fucked up. 
DMR. Wake up. <laughs> back. Uh, so, yeah, here's here's my thing. It, they, it, it's lazy writing because yeah. I, I feel like the thing isn't broken. Loki should... Well, I think that maybe one point in the draft it was, it isn't broken. He showed her that it was broken because he was trying to, like, crack her and, and find out what her plan was and everything. But then he doesn't ever try and find out what her plan is. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, well, what the hell are you actually doing? Like, they're just, I don't, it's, it was a gigantic, gigantic waste, waste of, time. of time. It really yeah. was. It's, it's just not... And, from from just a simple story perspective, like I don't I don't get I don't get the brain capacity that went into this. And here's what here's what the point I made last week, Alex, that, that uh, you weren't here for. It's just like Agents of Shield. None of these TV shows matter at all. They what's none weird of them is that, matter. What's weird is that for the first two episodes, I'm going to be honest, this show seemed to really matter. Like this more than anything, what we thought would be WandaVision, this actually does seem like it's advancing the MCU in a really stellar way. The TVA is super important. The multiverse is really getting established here. But the problem is, is that this episode's completely meaningless. It diverts what? that whole train of thought. None of this is on an amazing conclusion. What the fuck are we doing on a stupid train? Like, I don't care. Well, but here's the thing: none of this will be referenced in Doctor Strange. None oh, no, of it. No. None no, of it. No. Loki won't be there. TVA won't get mentioned. You'll have Kang. Yeah, we'll see Kang, but yeah. they won't have to. They won't go back and say that there's any tie to TVA or any of that bullshit, or, or it'll just be a passing line. They said Loki won't be in any other any other films. Uh, this Sylvie person, like, if this was our episode to get to know her, she's. As boring as thought. She's like watching paint dry. <laughs> right. She's yeah, completely really boring. So it's like, how is she even a Loki? She's like yeah. the Loki that, that was genetically born without a personality? <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's, for, Mar- for Marvel, this is really poor casting. It's really, it's really poor casting on their part. Like, really bad. Well, the one thing that we'll say that was kind of not, it's certainly not a saving grace of the episode, but the last like five minutes or whatever, uh, when the the place the planet was uh, exploding and all that kind of stuff, you know, you watch that and you're like, this is as top of a quality as you can get. And considering that it's all green screen and all that kind of, it crap, looks fantastic. It looked great, uh, but that was about the only really redeeming quality I thought that the episode. Uh, had. And I think I think that's a save for the show in general. The set design yeah, and, yeah. The, and the, the, all of that are just it's fantastic. Like costume design, set design, visual effects, all just great. But for Story, a Rick and Morty, yeah. but for a Rick and Morty writer, and we'll get to Rick and Morty in a second. But for a Rick and Morty writer to be attached to this and to be headlining this show, going to Doctor Strange too, and it's like, where is that quality at? Like, what are we doing here, man? Like, yo, you are like one of the like for animation, yo. especially. You are one of the head writers and one of the future writers of the sci-fi genre, and you dropped the fucking ball. Especially especially considering, like you said, we'll get to it in a second, the Rick and Morty season five, episode one, was so such good sci-fi. Fucking sci-fi. phenomenal. Such good sci-fi. Fucking but, but phenomenal. Uh, the, I'll mention this just briefly. Like, Lamentus one, like, but it's set 70 years in the future or whatever, but Lamentus one is, uh, the only time it's been featured in Marvel Comics is it was destroyed during the Annihilation Wave. 
Yeah, which, uh, you know, in, what, 2009, the beginning of Annihilation War? Mm-hmm. Six. So, but, so, so then it's like, oh, well, that's cool, they can bring in Analyst, or they can bring in Nova, or... No, because it's 60 years in the future. So yeah. it's like they pushed it far enough away to where it's, it, even that is meaningless. Yeah, so... There's, there's this... I think next episode has to be a banger. It has to hit on every level Hopefully of the well, two episodes. It needs to start with Loki going, here's the device, I was fucking with you, let's get out of here. The, <laughs> sad, the, 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 the sad part of this of it all is that I think the opening of this episode is like really good. Like I would have loved to see a fight between Sylvie and the TVA. Like that's a really cool idea for all the TVA agents to have left and it's just her and Judge Renslayer the entire time. Yo, that's dope. But no, all, we gotta go to a fucking train. We gotta all go to I train. know is they need to bring back Owen Wilson and the TVA and all that stuff was interesting. That's just so cool. All the other stuff is the garbage. I mean, the stuff that they did on this last episode, was terrible. Yeah. I was so yeah, it's not good. You mentioned the TVA. I guess that was the big reveal, so to speak, is that when uh, Sylvie said, oh, yeah, the TVA people, uh, they aren't who they say they are, or they aren't who they think they are. So, well, the yeah, they're all variants. That the TVA agents are variants. Right, right. Which is you know, cool. But cool concept. Of course they are, because they can't go back to their time. So they start type over. So the variants, of course, are going to be they got to do something with them. They can't kill them. Do something with them. For an, episode, for an episode that's really set on establishing where we're going in this show and really getting the plot going, it does a terrible job. And it, I it, pray I to God that next episode is not like this. I like, can't stress enough. We've, we've only got three episodes left. So either they're going to cram pack everything into three episodes or none of it meant anything any fucking way. So matter. it doesn't matter if they wrap the story or not. Yeah, I, I, I will. I, I surely will say. I still think Tom Hiddleston is doing a great performance, uh, but Sofia De Martino, while well, she's not dislikable, forgettable. She's not. She's not interesting. She. I think, in my opinion, she's like Brie Larson level of casting. Where it's like I you almost say that. You almost Larson got there. Yeah, you're almost there. But this is just not a likable enough character. Yeah. They should have cast somebody that was is believably a variation of Loki that could that could uh, that could hold her own with Loki. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned likable. She's not a likable character. She's not a dislikable character. She's just no, she's a character. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, just fair. This, here's a casting thing I think would be good, but y'all probably shit on it. But uh, Aubrey Plaza. I think Aubrey Plaza would be a good cast. Yeah. She's got the dark hair like Loki. She's a smart. Yeah. I think she yeah. would be a good Loki, yeah. Because she actually, would, she actually would, would have been yeah, only if she be fought Star Lord. Yeah, but she would be that 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 monotone, you know, yeah. sarcastic, that dry sarcasm yeah, sort of Loki. I could have gone for that, yeah. But this girl yeah. has nothing of that at all. But a reminder: we're still supposed to get Richard E. Grant in this series, and for sure, he's playing an older Loki, which is. I still think that's going to be That'd great. Be good. So let's, yeah. let's let's not dismiss our hope, um, but this episode's weak. I still think the show looks great, and I still think that there's a lot of promise to it. I just hope they stick it out. You know they what would have been a, a good premise? This this is the way they should have pitched this show. And I and I read this earlier in the week. Like uh, Alex, you probably know this, but but a uh, a kind uh, a high concept um, project. 
Like in Hollywood, doesn't mean it's a really complex project. It's be, yeah. It means you can you can say the plot in a sentence, right? I can't I can't say the plot yet in this in this show. Well, I could. You what make Loki the evil Doctor Who. It's uh, yeah. great. I, and I've said it from the beginning. This is Doctor Who still meets Chuck. I mean, it really is. Yeah, right. you make Chuck. you make him the mischievous Doctor Who. He's hopping through time. He ain't trying to fix anything. He's just fucking with people, yeah. you know, to his own means. Like that. That's your high concept pitch for this, and that yeah. would be incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, uh, there, there's a lot of mistakes. I, I really hope they stepped up in the last three episodes. I was, I didn't, I don't hate this episode. I don't, I don't hate it with a burning passion. It's not like WandaVision episode nine, which I can't stand. It's shit, but it's Mandalorian season two, episode two. It's kind of a waste of time. I don't hate it, but I don't like the story we're telling. Let's get back to what's interesting. Let's get back to what, what makes this show so good. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, may, uh, hey, speaking of getting back, let's get back on track here and uh, visit our good friends, Rick and Morty. Come on, Rick. We're almost there. Uh, leave me, Morty. It's the only way. What? what, what were we? Were we blades in that one? That's fucking tight. Just stay with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared, Morty. Fucking I can see tight. the end. I'm a silly man. I'm a silly <laughs> small man. I'm, I'm sorry I got you into this. Then how about I get us out of this? Can we just give a round of applause to this episode, just real quick? Just everyone give it a round of applause. I haven't seen this, it. This episode. It, it was very good. It was so good. Congratulations. It was so good. It, I would like to say, really let me start off with, I, I binge watched. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I binge watched season four uh, because I I didn't watch it all. And uh, too. then I watched PM, this, this episode. PMR, off of your recommendation, I also binge watched season four. Uh, season four to me is the strongest season so far. I, I laughed my ass off on season four. That that had to be the best um, season of Rick and Morty. Now I know people. I know. I know people are going to say different, but I mean the acid bad episode, the heist episode. I mean it was just yeah. episode just seen. They didn't really go into too much of the uh, serialized stuff. They just did you know pretty much. Bottled episodes, and uh, they were just yeah. so, so funny. Yeah, I mean, PMR, you son of a bitch, I'm in. Oh man, <laughs> oh my I god, every damn time. So funny. And I don't know how they crammed so much in a 22 minute show, but yeah. they crammed so much in there, and the dialogue is just. God, I, I cry laughing. Their theoretical <laughs> physics are on point, man. The the, the <laughs> episode, the, the acid bad episode where they do the whole thing where Marty Morty falls in love with that girl and plane crash and he survives the plane crash and that they he goes to to find the backpack and you think he's going to restart everything but he chooses you know to keep the memories of her and not to restart <laughs> the thing and not to suffer and. And uh, so he calls 911, and they rescue him, and he goes to the hospital, and she's there, and he's home. And then dad just picks up the remote and just accidentally resets everything. He can't get that love back. God, I, I was crying. Because they it's yeah. a 15-minute bit. I mean, done to just this just, just music and, you know, no talking at all. Well, it was like Castaway. 
It was like Castaway oh, with oh uh, Tom Hanks. God. The uh, well, in this episode, the this bit, episode's great. The oh bit God. with the wine where he keeps going into that that dimension where Dude, time passes faster. Oh my God! I was dying. That shit was unbelievably good. I would. I don't remember what I was doing that day, but for some reason, I couldn't finish the episode. Like I had to watch in staggered parts, and I was finding any reason to disappear so I could finish the episode. It was so hot. They built built their whole civilization around him, and he was like a god because he kept going in to get the wine. (laughs) All he was doing was aging his wine. (laughs) But like he killed. He, he ended up like the one guy comes and he's like he's like he has a heart to heart with him and he goes back and his wife's dead and his son kills him and, and then it's like they, and then oh my god it's such a such a good bit like it's the perfect marriage of like sci-fi and like comedy it's so good yeah it's it's really funny I I I, I have yeah. really grown to appreciate this show so much Nimbus I am Mister Nimbus. Uh, I mean, Mr. I, Nimbus. I, I've been watched most of all these seasons, but this season, season four is just fantastic. And just the, the voice acting is. Well, Vindica- Vindicators Part 2 was in season four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. God damn. God damn. That's your answer. He really gets me. You really get me, dude. You really get me, Nimbus. <laughs> I hope nothing bad happens to Noob Noob. Have you, did you see the, the opening uh, credits? Like Noob Noob's laying there dying in a pool of blood. So <laughs> not Noob Noob. Not Noob Noob. Not, not Noob Noob. Rick and Morty kind of lost me in season three, but man, uh, I, I'm back. And man, Mr. Nimbus is hysterical. Like Rick's arch nemesis. I mean, come on. Like, and, and haven't we heard of, like, we keep hearing about Mr. Nimbus, like, through seasons, right? Like, he's talked about. I, I, I don't think they talked about him, to be honest with you. I, I, I thought they talked about him at some point. I thought I knew that name before, but, like, oh, my God. Just the ripoff of Namor is hysterical. Oh, it's it, it's so I mean, funny. The, that whole thing, I mean, just all of it. I mean, I cannot wait for the guy. Oh, it's tonight. I'm fucking this freaking morning tonight. That's hey, because the recording went over. If we would, <laughs> if we would have ended a half hour ago, you could have watched your fucking precious show. But you know, <laughs> All right, well, damn it. or DVR. Yeah, just DVR. Nah. The ancient, the ancient technology of DVR. I don't even know how to work a DVD player, so you know. Aside from this episode, last last season we had the uh, the train. The uh, what was the train episode? Uh, the it's it's this. I actually don't like that episode, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, my favorite, my favorite though, is in season two, Total Recall. That's yeah. my favorite. That my favorite episode of all. I think season two is the one? best season. Where they keep adding those characters. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that looks pretty. Fun. Pencil Vester, and they and then they Mr. kill. Uh, yeah, they shoot Mister Poopy Butthole at the end. <laughs> And they're like, Beth, what did you do? <laughs> yeah, I think season two is my favorite season. Season season four does have my favorite Rick and Morty gag, and it's the uh Rick it's the episode it's the first episode of season four, and it's the one where 
Rick has to have keep having a clone body. Oh god, that is so And it's funny. it's that fucking Nazi gag at the beginning where the Nazi where he, he tells he, he tells the Nazi Morty he's like I have a Mr. Meeseeks box usually in the side console and <laughs> Morty presses it and Rick goes kill this nasty fucking bitch. <laughs> no, when he comes and then, back and he's a shrimp, and he's a shrimp and he's like man, I was just with a bunch of fucking fascists and the shrimp is like something like and then he dies. He's like, what is the convenience of this? And it's so good. <laughs> like, son it's... of a bitch. All fascists stuff around them. They're chasing them. That's my favorite Rick and Morty bet. Uh, I tackle. I fucking tackle. <laughs> Brad doesn't give up. Brad couldn't give less than a fuck. Brad, transition us. Transition us. Oh, no, you keep going on about Rick and Morty. It's great. I love it. It's on Adult Swim, right? Yeah, I'm fine. Come on. It's a good show. I like the show. I just, I don't know. I just don't watch it. That's all. Brad, Brad, do you give a fuck about anything? Any of the stuff we watch? No. The only reason I do this podcast is so that we all talk, you know, every once every couple of weeks. That's well, there you go, Paul. That's really hard. Well, so there, you know what? You know what? Applaud to Brad. Brad also for our, There you go. Brad's race is on a flaw. <laughs> That's the most for, pathetic thing I've ever for, heard. For, for, for Prime Man listeners, Brad does organize and record all of this and post all of this. Brad does reserve, deserve like an immense amount of respect. Uh, he he puts up with our shenanigans, and he does a great job of uh, getting this content out Thank for y'all. You, Alex, um, listen to that. He, he he's a he's, he's a great pod man, and probably and the only reason this ever happens to begin with. So applause well, to Brad. Hey hey hey! We all know that Podman runs the idea guy. <laughs> right, he just comes up with an idea like let's I do a podcast. Do yeah, let's do a podcast. Brian provides a lot of the 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 backstory and the commentary and all Brian's that. The, Brian's uh, the comedy of it. I'm just I just um, the engineering guy of it. I'm just like yeah, uh, Scruffy. I'm like Scruffy on Futurama. <laughs> Scruffy just pushes the buttons. What do I do, Alex? You provide the. Uh, you're our, you're the, a poochie. <laughs> damn! You're our Leonardo DiCaprio on a on a oh, Is that just because I got a, a middle part right now? That's uh, right, like Leonardo from from Titanic. Yeah, well, no, like uh, like if, if PMR is the Kirk Cameron and he's kind of losing a step, they got to bring in the new heartthrob, right? I'm uh, the new heartthrob. I'm the so, I'm the new heartthrob. So I know it's early to say Rick and Morty season five are. Yeah, season five. But I, I'd say it's so far it's a uh, five. Starting out good. Yeah. So five to start. It's 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 going good. Very good. All right. Very good. Well, I, you know what? You may convince me to watch uh, seasons one through four before I start watching season five. Dude, but, you, you haven't seen it. Have you not seen any? No, I ha- again, I have. I just don't watch it. Uh, I just don't watch it. I like it. I appreciate it. I think it's a good show. I just don't watch it. That's all. Sorry. I get jealous because the Shame. writing is so good. How do you write something so intricate? I mean, it, well, obviously the Loki writer, who's the same writer for Rick and Morty, can't all the time. He, he can't juggle a whole lot no. of things going on. See, I think he can. I think he got Loki because of Rick and Morty, but Disney tells him to dumb it all down. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's all a right. Shame. 
Also on the the Disney uh, the Disney train here, the Bad Batch. Is anybody still watching the Bad Batch? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm I am. It's been really good lately. I, actually, the last couple of episodes have been really good. Thank God. It, it I didn't. Up. I didn't. I haven't been watching the show, and I think I went home for a weekend, and PMR got me to watch it. And man, you know, I went and binged the whole series again. And this latest episode, holy shit! Yeah, it's pretty. The latest episode is really good. It's pretty fucking good. We uh, Omega, the little girl in the series, is confirmed to be an identical clone uh, to uh, Jango Fett, which is. Dope. She's technically Boba Fett's sister, I mean, and we learned. Sucks, and, but okay. and Boba Fett and Boba Fett's real name is Alpha, so Alpha and Omega. It's really cool, and and honestly, the show keeps topping itself with every episode. The first episodes are kind of filler, but you know what? This the, in the end, this shows this was really well, good enough, especially with Cad Bane. Yeah, Cad Bane just. Yeah, Cad Bane is cool. Cad Bane is a badass. I'll man. say it. Cad Bane, Cad Bane is, so Bane is awesome. Hey, so uh, it was really good. The, this episode, the last episode, was really, really good. And yeah, really you find out about Omega that she's the a clone of Boba Fett. Also, like hundred percent already knew that. But, but no, but like she's like hundred like percent uh, identical. It's good. It's been really, really good. I, I still don't it's like really Omega. Good. I hate when they introduce any kind of kid into a, a mix. And I like Omega. Precocious little thing, but <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Show so the last couple episodes have been really good. Yeah, it's really it, it started out strong. It kind of got weak in the middle there for a couple episodes, but it's really it's, killing it's it. Been yeah. pretty strong so far. Yeah, it's really killing it. I'm All really right. happy. Maybe, you know what? Maybe you're gonna. You guys may convince me to actually watch that show too. Star probably, Wars, Wars, probably not. You don't like Star Wars? Star Wars? No, 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 no I like it. Star Wars on TV is killing it. Yeah, I, uh, let yeah, me just I say, really like it. I, I, between between I Mandalorian, Clone Wars. Wars, or any of that stuff. Oh, so, man. Between you know, Mandalorian, Mandalorian I, I do watch. Between and, the Mandalorian and, and, one thing, and like, I kind of wish they would get rid of Omega for a little bit or grow her up or something like they did. Uh, uh, what's the, the chick from Clone Wars? Punky Brewster. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Yeah, Punky Brewster. Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. You know, they grew, she was annoying when she first came on scene, but they kind of... She kind of grew into uh, you have to learn. You have to learn. Dave Filoni likes these character arcs. He likes me. My kid. What happened? Anything. Any of the Dave Filoni stuff is always good. Yeah. Right. He. They should have given him the reins of the Star Wars universe. They really. uh, Yeah, I agree. He kind of has reins of the TV, uh, which is pretty cool. What? What? There's another uh, Star Wars show coming out. They were talking about that I've never even heard of. But oh, the Acolyte. the The Acolyte. That's what's um, the acolyte. What the, the acolyte. The acolyte. What was it? The yeah, PMR, you can't hear Alex for some reason. I can hear Alex. But I can, can hear, hear Alex. Can you not hear Alex, PMR? No, he's gone. He's he's not here. Oh wow. Yeah, we've we've got him. He said the acolyte several times. <laughs> all over. Like, yeah, all, like, I still got the times. exclamation point for Alex. So okay. Yeah, I yeah, think the our, acolyte. Our, uh, the broadband service that the Podman subscribe to stops around 11 o'clock. It really slows down, so I think that's probably part of the problem. Everybody starts turning on their porn. So yeah. <laughs> it really degrades our... But yeah, uh, so what are the Acolytes? What's that going to be about? Yeah, Alex, why uh, don't you tell us? It's uh, pre... <laughs> it's, and he, it's set during the High Republic. He's yeah, talking now! It's setting the High so Republic. So when is the High Republic? 
the high the high republic is set before is that uh, the clone wars <laughs> oh god it's set before the Clone Wars. It's set before. I the don't Clone know. Wars. The Star Wars too complicated. I just like yeah. my Just wait. Shut right. up. <laughs> uh, Podman Ron, we'll give you a cue of when you can react to whatever Alex is saying, and just say that's interesting. I didn't know that. Alex, go. The the High Republic is set before the Clone Wars. It's set before the Republic. Uh, way before episodes one, two, and three. It's basically how the Sith come back and reemerge, and it's basically a war between the Jedi and Sith. The act is going to take place with the female Sith. So they're looking for a woman of color to play, and it's going to be her journey throughout the show. That's the Alkalite. Now, that's so, when you say that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't really realize that. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, can we wrap this up? Yet? We have we have a few other things, but uh, I don't think anything Fuck that it. can't wait until next week. Is there? What do we uh, got? No, what do we got? Well, we can't do a show when you can't hear half the people, Podman Ron. (laughs) Brian's got Toy Galaxy. And you got got, Toy Galaxy. I'll go over Yeah, just go quick. quick. Yeah, whatever. I've mentioned it before. Wait, wait, is this a new segment? (laughs) Theme song. Drop the beat. What you looking at? What you looking at? (laughs) Ooh, ooh, it's hot. Hot is too hot. I'm looking at Toy Galaxy. On uh, YouTube, it's a it's a I great channel. Too. Uh, Toy Galaxy is fantastic. They yeah. what they'll do toy reviews. They'll uh, but they'll also do um, like TV show and movie property review or uh, um, like histories where they kind of tie in the show, the property uh, stuff that went on with the production of the pro- of the show or the movie, and like the toy line that that was developed from the the, uh, the property. Uh, and so, like, this week's episode, I'm not going to go, I don't want to steal their thunder. It's great, though. They're all about 10, 12 minutes long. But, but they talked about uh, the Buck, Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Oh, so, yeah, man. What's that so, on? Uh, it's on YouTube, Toy Galaxy. They do them all the time. I mean, they, they do tons of properties and uh, um, uh, do, like, deep dives. And sometimes they'll even come back and do, like, a second one where they go, a little, a little deeper into the uh, into the the TV or the film or, or TV show. How many episodes but, are on there? Oh, it, they do stuff like uh, twice a week. I mean, it's there. You'll it's a rabbit a rabbit hole. You'll you'll start watching and you'll be there for like eight hours. But uh, oh shit, kind of like just to give you a sample of what they kind of go over. Like in this week's episode, they went over Buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century, and they kind of talk about you know it, when it came out, they were everybody was scrambling for that Star Wars type property right. uh, but but lucas was so quick to say you're stealing my intellectual property you're stealing my intellectual property that's why that's one of the reasons they picked buck rogers is because it's it was so before lucas right it's so far predated george lucas there's nothing he could say like matter of fact he's he practically stole from them and flash gordon so right so but uh it was interesting stuff like a uh, season it, it only lasted two seasons but did you know it started with a movie they filmed a two-hour movie yep. I did they, know that. They released in theaters that had like cursing and was much darker. Yeah. And then they reshot scenes, split it in half, and made a, a two part pilot uh, for the for the show. And you, you can know, actually like, you can actually play the beginning of the movie and it has like the uh, lyrics to the song, you know, that they sing. It's kind of kind of cheesy, but yeah, if you look it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, it's just, just the audio, just the Yeah. Yeah. Um 
what's interesting to me too is uh, it was produced by Glenn A. Larson, who yep. was already doing Battlestar Galactica. You know what else Glenn A. Larson did? Go, tell us, Kimor. BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear. So, uh, but he did. Uh, they were doing Battlestar Galactica at the same time at the uh, at the same studio. So they would share like uh, um, props. They would share uniforms and stuff like that. Uh, the uh, the fighters in in uh, Buck Rogers were actually originally designed for Battlestar Galactica. Um, but apparently, the downfall of the whole show show was uh, Gil Gerard was just a total douche to work with. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, like uh, everybody hated working with him. <laughs> even towards even towards the end of the first season, he was doing interviews, like saying he wished they would just cancel the show because he didn't like the lighter tone. He wanted it to be grittier. Um, and so the at season is that two, why is that why in season two he grew his hair long? Maybe. Well, well season yeah. two, season two, they leave Earth, right? And so season yeah, two, they the leave searcher. Earth. Yeah, they're in the searcher and they're looking for the lost colonies of Earth, which is exactly the plot of, Ga- of Battlestar Galactica, right? So at that point, it was like, what the hell are you really doing? And what's funny too is Wilma gets demoted. Wilma, I'd forgotten this, but Wilma was a pilot, right? And uh, in season one, but season two, she'd been relegated to just working the comms on the flight deck, like Uhura. <laughs> So yeah, she got, she got demoted in season two, but uh, yeah, he, they do that kind of deep dive, and then they go into it to show the toys, and they even reference the uh, three and a half foot inflatable quickie RC control. Oh toy. man, that's your that's, that's your dream toy, yeah. That's, that's my dream, dream toy. toy that's great, Alex. You've seen that, right? The the yeah. quickie, yeah, yeah, that I popped <laughs> on Christmas night. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> so, you know what? Yeah. We gotta find you one so you can put it in your uh, nerdatorium. That would be That's cool. Right. That would be cool. So yeah, Toy Galaxy's fantastic. Oh, there's bro- Alex just peered on my thing. Oh, how about that? Look at there. There's your boy. Just, just in time. Yeah, Toy Galaxy. All right, Check Toy Galaxy on on YouTube, right? On the on YouTube. On YouTube. On the YouTube. How how, how long is each episode? It's like two hours. Minutes. They're the okay. same as this podcast episode. Two hours. <laughs> you won't make Brad's it through. A- Brad is, Brad is rushing us tonight, man. He is so I, done. It's two hours. How am I rushing you? And I cut two. I cut two of my segments. <laughs> we really got to get. We either need to keep it tighter or do this twice a week or something. Like, no, I'm tighter. <laughs> tighter. Like tighter, tighter. It's not too tight. <laughs> Thursdays and Sundays. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so what's coming up next week? I've got to do. I've You've got to watch F nine. I got to go watch F nine. We got Loki. Loki F nine. Pray, Pray to God. And I got to catch up on the damn Mirror Rick and Morty I missed tonight. Boss season seven. Boss? You mean the Bounty Hunter Boss? Yeah, it's no, going to be on Disney Plus. Seven. Have you seen Bosch? Boss? Bounty Boss. Hunter. Yeah. B O S H. Yeah, Bosch. the bounty hunter from Empire. Yeah, that guy, the mm. lizard-looking dude, no. the old Doctor Who outfit. Yeah, yeah. Brad didn't. Brad, Brad, Brad didn't know how much longer him? this episode could go, but he just. <laughs> we're we're keeping going. A you know, with we pinned hosting no. by a minute, guys. You know. That. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't either. What's the deal with Boss? Okay. 
He's a detective. For <laughs> and on that note, he's a detective, a lawyer, or note, a medical we'll, examiner. We'll find out what Bosk is next week. Uh, the, the lizard. Oh God, Brad, wrap it up. Well, hold on before we go. I gotta know. Oh, Are they God. making a boss series? No, yes. they're not. No. <laughs> yes, Brad yes. Says, yes. You know what? Yes, yes, they are. Yes, yes, they are. They are. He's a bounty. He's a bounty hunter, medical yeah. examiner, detective, <laughs> lawyer, and a lizard. All right. Well, we'll hear more about Bosk in the next episode. But until then, Alex. Oh, save it for the podcast. <laughs>